Welcome to episode 95 of Purple and Gold Mines' daytime hashtag lake show. Or as Tony liked to say, Cinco from the Leche. Whatever the fuck that means. There's a lot going on in the Lakerverse. Actually, there isn't. Bron is still kinging. AD is still healing. And Jeannie is still paying for her own wedding. I guess that's what you get when you're marrying the Greg Oden of comedians. But on today's episode, we're talking about Russ. Not Bill Russell. Rest in peace. Not Nipsey Russell. Not Kurt Russell. Carrie Russell. Russell Wilson. Russell Brand. Russell Crowe. Or D'Angelo Russell. Today, we're talking about that other Russell. You know who. Now we know folks are going to have a lot of shit to say today. And we're prepared for it. Tony ate some eggs with his morning vodka. KB rubbed some extra KY jelly on his Lakers tattoo. King I'm just body with six cc's of contexts. Zen made sure to take one of his infused treats. And Alan made sure he fucked himself already. So like Dr. Buss used to say at the Asian massage parlors, it's showtime, Chung Lee. It's showtime, Chung Lee. Um, this is episode 95 of our daytime lake show. We are Cinco to the Leche. Cinco to the Leche. And that was the biggest song, hip-hop song, in 1995. Hands down, there's no comparison. Evan was there. There was KDM was there. Jules was probably there. There was no bigger song in hip-hop in 1995 than Gangsta's Paradise. So that's what you're going to get. Now, Tony, I think he wanted to play Macarena, but that would, that's in 1996. So at least you know what song we're going to be playing tomorrow. Or, you know, or maybe not tomorrow, the next Daytime Lake show, because we are still in off-season mode. But with that said, folks, I welcome you to episode 95 of our date of P- Purple and Gold Mines Daytime Lake Show. <sighs> Got Tony posted it once again. And Tony, come on, you're you're the Spanglish, you know, one you're Spang- one of the Spanglish survivors in here. Like, come on, Cinco to the Leche. Cinco to the Leche. How could my lady pick up on what that could mean, but you can't. Okay, what? It, yeah. So, you bastard. If you want to say, like, you just had to say macaroni, and now that's the first thing in my mind. I can't take it. I can't exactly. get it. Right. Like, exactly. And does anyone know any other word in that song besides macarena? Hey, macarena. I don't know. Yeah. It's like, like, I'm hungry for M&M's and the singer macarena. Hungry for M&M's and the singer macarena. Like, does anyone know any other word in that song besides a Macarena? What's funny is this is very racist, though. 
very racist. Come on, yeah. man! If you fight to if you fight to hop that wall, knowing that they build the wall to keep you out, then hey, man, you got to take what you get. Yo, bro, <laughs> I am not. I am not on that other side of the wall. I was on the. Yo. <laughs> this, segment been, this segment has been sponsored, unpaid sponsorship from uh, Fox News. So go ahead, go ahead, Tony. Wow, wow, yeah. What you know when the when that podcast when that political podcast hits, it's gonna hit different. That's that's all. It's I'm gonna, gonna say. hit different. Yes. Yeah, it's gonna hit different. But um, yeah, man, what's up? By by the way, that Cinco to the Leche, like that was the talk this morning when when Zen comes up and and, and he's like, yeah, let's let's put this out there, and I'm like, the hell is a Cinco to the Leche? Like the he- <laughs> the heck, it, like that mean that that has nothing. Like it's Spanish. I mean, I don't know what it even means, <laughs> but but. Zen, can you explain what 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 it means to, to the people? Because like at this point, I still don't know. Look, so we are, so we are five. This is episode ninety five, right? So we are five away from one hundred. Okay, five away from one hundred. So it's like, hey, we're cinco to the leche. We're five. You know, five to the like. Well, that's that translates to five to the milk. So it's like, you know, a hundred. We're almost at the promised land. So like, hey, you know, single to the leche. Now, just think about it, okay? Just think about it, folks. Single to the leche can be applied to so many different uh, areas in life. Like now, one of the examples that I gave. Oh yeah, I forgot. King is here too. Now, <laughs> um, continuing to what I say. Now, the example that I gave is: Can you imagine if someone is going to make macaroni and cheese, right? And they're getting all the, you know, they're doing their prep work, and you know, you're not exactly there to like, you know, pour in the milk, but you're you will be in a few minutes. Guess what, folks? Technically, you're. Single to the leche, you're five to the milk, right? Think about it. Now, let's say you're, you know, about to get it on, uh, you know, with your spouse. And you know, it will probably be over within five minutes. Guess what? Technically, you're single to the leche. It can be, you know, applied to so many different areas. Let's say you were going to, you had a taste for some uh, tres leche cake from your favorite, um, Mexican bakery and you put in in the GPS, you know, on Google Maps or whatever you use, hey, um, take me to the nearest Mexican bakery and you're five minutes away. Guess what, folks? You are Cinco to the Leche. So it can be applied to so many different areas. We do so, but, but did you make it up just because it sounds weird in, in Spanish? <laughs> Look, it's just one of those things that it just hit my soul. I don't know, like, where the inspiration came from. I'm just writing the intro, and I'm thinking, what would, what would Tony say? And Tony said, Cinco to the Leche. So, 
just yeah well no comment but let's go to king because he's quiet what's up king how are you doing today he's like you didn't even make him co-host maybe that's why he's up i tried man what the what the hell y'all talking about, man? <laughs> what what are we talking about today? It's off season mode. No, I mean like right now. What the, what the fuck is this, bro? <laughs> really I don't gotta, know. I gotta order some checks. Okay. Yeah, um, and what, so what's so what's your what's your single to the Chacha moment? Chacha? Well, you changing words? Single to the Chacha. Yeah, well, uh, my my uh, my youngest and oldest kind of say cheche, so so Why there you go. Why are you trying to charge me for checks, bro? I just want the the plain shit. Don't don't try to. Yeah, shit. that's not that's that's the norm. You have to pay. For, you have to pay for checks. That's, oh, that's, that's paper. Paper is expensive. Um. So nah, I I, I know one thing. Um. I damn sure did just listen to that podcast, and boy, what the what the hell was y'all talking about on there? That shit sounded so it, it kind of sounded silly, and I got a lot of stuff to say, man. Y'all gonna y'all just lay around for it? Okay, well that's why we're that's what, that's what today's space is. Look, folks. So wait, I could buy one check for five dollars. Are you stupid? Or I could get a hundred for eight thirty nine. Who? Who? What is that? A Damn boy, what kind of shit that's going on here. Y'all go ahead though. Hey, look. Um, so a couple things. Uh, yeah, King just alluded to it. We did episode two of um, you know, meeting of the gold mines podcast. It is out everywhere, folks. You know, we had our big topic, our you know, long form conversation that we had. Um was with um, Cecil Williams. You guys know him. Uh, he's uh, Westbrook's cousin. And we had a conversation about criticism versus hate. Um, when When is that line drawn between criticism versus hate? And I got to say, first and foremost, Tone, uh, Tone is in here. Shoot her a follow if you haven't already. Um, yeah, shoot her a follow if you haven't already. She, you know, Tony um, King, you know, they uh, they took the night off. KB, you know, he showed up uh, later. He was single but, to, the le- uh, to the leche. So <laughs> exactly, yeah. Tony was single to the leche. So, um, but Tony, she held it down for us. Uh, it was dope as fuck. Um, great conversation. She will be on the podcast. Uh, regularly, so um, big shout out to Tone. Um, you know, and it was a dope conversation. You know, uh, one thing that with you know with with Cecil, you know, and you know we're gonna talk about it. Um, he has a unique perspective. You know, being uh, Westbrook's cousin, also being a fan, growing up as a fan of the Lakers. You know, he's from uh, SoCal. So it was a cool conversation. Now, one thing we always stood to stand on with meeting of the gold mines and purple and gold mines in general is we're in, we didn't start this because we all agreed. Like, no, there's no fun in that. So 
I know King disagrees with a lot of shit, and we're going to get into it. Um, if for those who actually listen to the uh, podcast already, please join the conversation and uh, let us know uh, what you think. And because so so this, you know, it's going to be like a supplement. We're going to be referring to that podcast a lot, um, that episode of the podcast and that conversation uh, specifically. So if you've listened to it already, please, uh, let's have that conversation. Um, but, and if you haven't listened to the podcast, go ahead. Uh, please do. It's available meeting. It's called Meeting of the Gold Mines. Gold Mines is spelled the same way for Cope as Purple and Gold Mines. Uh, I know it's available on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um, you know, wherever Wherever you listen to your podcast, it's available. So uh, please listen to it. I think you guys will like our content. Um, you know, and the cool thing about what we're doing and even, you know, it's a reflection of our spaces is that even if we disagree, we let people get heard. We don't do the gang up thing. We don't do, hey, I disagree with you, so I don't hear from you. We don't do that shit. Fuck no. Nah. Hmm. No, never have, never will. So we let everyone, you know, say their shit. And guess what? Once you say your shit, hey, that open. If I disagree with you, then I'm going to let you know that I disagree with you. But um, please listen to the podcast. We appreciate it. Um, we've been great. We've been getting solid feedback. We've been getting solid feedback from it, and. Uh, we have a lot of dope shit coming up. Um, we have some really cool stuff coming up. And I'm not just saying it because, uh, you know, part of meeting, I'm part of Purple and Gold Mines. Uh, I'm saying, um, saying it because I think as basketball fans and Laker fans, uh, you know, this, uh, I think you guys will uh, really dig it. Um, I know in August, we have a big month. Um, we're going to be starting signups for our meeting, I mean, our fantasy football league that we're doing. It's going to be a community event. So um, <clears throat> please join the Purple and Gold Mines community, um, Twitter community. Um, we're also going to be doing a month of Mamba um, in August. August from August first through the thirty first, um, you'll see you'll see us uh, promoting that shit probably later today. Um, every night we're gonna be watching a club um, a classic Kobe game in the fan cave. Um, <clears throat> episode eight of the podcast is gonna be dedicated to Kobe um, on his birthday. We are uh, you know doing a birthday party space. Um, on eight twenty four, we're gonna be watching a game from his rookie season and like in his last game in the fan cave. So the entire month, every single day, we're gonna be doing something uh for um for the Mamba. So um, so yeah, so we're really excited. Um, the homie Jersh, uh, who's in here. Um, you know, one thing I will say about this um, community that we're building that I really, really love um, 
Alan, who normally does our graphic work, he's been fucking busy, just literally working, working, working. Um, that's the life of a chef. And so yesterday I put out, you know, he hasn't been available. So yesterday I put out a tweet. I said, hey, we're in need for um, a graphic artist. You know, they ain't no, we don't have any money. But, you know, when we launch our merch, you know, you get some free swag. But that's it, you know. Just, like, you'd be doing us a solid. And, like, within, like, minutes, a few people start hitting us up in the DM. Like, hey, yo, what's up? Uh, What do you need? So, shout out to you guys. Um, Shout out to the community that we're building, the platform that we're building. Um, Shout out, um, you know... <clears throat> Um, you know, just shout out to everyone that's been supporting us and really want to see this grow. I truly appreciate that. Um, so yeah, I really, you know, that was dope. That was really dope. So Jersh is actually working on the graphic. Um, so, uh, Jersh, yeah, you see that I'm in here. So I'll give you some, uh, some quick hitters when, um, once we're done with this, but, uh, yeah, so that's going to be dope. A month of Mamba all throughout August. Uh, we're going to have like each day, we're going to like, you know, tweet out a Mamba moment of the day at exactly 824 AM. So we're really, it's going to be dope. It's going to be dope. Um, you know, Kobe's gone, but he'll never be forgotten. Uh, so we're definitely going to honor him, but yeah, um, we would have a rundown, but you know, King, um, he's, uh, you know, He's on his sabbatical, but, uh, you know, there is a couple of things that, uh, you know, I wanted to talk about before we get into the Russ conversation. Um, so let's see, Cam Whitmore, we could have drafted him. He was available. Now on draft night, we heard that we didn't draft him because there were like, you know, some, you know, he, his tryout went was shitty there was some character issues all of that right and then he won you know the summer league mvp king tony did we make the wrong decision in with that 17th pick terrible decision like awful you just got out my, my my goodness we we've been here before like like we could have drafted tatum and we didn't Knowing that we would get Austin Reese, who's clearly a better player, but nevertheless, like I'm just saying, man, like my goodness, is that is that what you wanted to hear? Well, no, just just keep it real, just keep it real. Did we did we fuck no. up that draft pick? Considering no, we he won the summer, Tatum would have been no, we didn't been traded to the to uh, the Pelicans. Just so you know, of course, some make wave to Austin Reeves, but but anyway, I mean, I'm just saying, man, like. It, Yo, let's let's be real. Like it's only the summer league. We still the sample size is small. Like if there's only there's only one data point. Anyway, don't like if if that's the king if that's the situation then Cat Whitmore is what the third best player out of out of summer league maybe. But I don't know. Let's see, man. Let's give it an entire season because Jalen is is a project. When they selected that pick, it was a project. So that's that's how I view it, man. You can't you can't say that it's a bust. 
All right, hold on, Piff. King, we can get to Piff in a minute. King, what's your thoughts? Did we fuck up that draft pick considering, you know, Cam Whitmore got Summer League MVP? Is that like a bad sign? What? And what? Come on, man. Why? Why? Yo, <laughs> I understand, like, it's a, like a slow season and things like that, but this is like <laughs> idiotic. I'm going to say it's idiotic. You know, I'm not calling anyone an idiot, but this is just. No, I mean you can tell you can tell it to Zen. He can take it. Yeah, it's it's a it's stupid. Like, why would you even ask that question? How can he's, you know he's close to Cinco de Leche, so yeah. How can you know if a mistake was made if none of the guys played one NBA game yet? Why why does it have to be a mistake because he won summer league MVP? Really? So context. Did Scoot, how many games did Scoot Henderson play in summer league? What about Victor Wembanyama? What right. about Brandon? Like, so the competition out there. So how? It wasn't a level playing field for one, and okay. two. I don't think so. Cam Whitmore to me is really just a shooter uh, that mm-hmm. has a little bit of you know driving ability. Um, I don't know if that's what we need. If Cam Whitmore was on the, if we drafted Cam Whitmore, would he be a rotation player? Probably not. Not saying that uh, Fino's going to be one, but I don't think I don't think us drafting this year was to go get a guy who could help us right now. That was never to me. That was that was never the uh, the object. It was a future pick. So let's get someone that we can start to develop from now. So within two or three years, when some of our other guys move on, we have this foundation to start building on. And I think Fino is a good start. Fino is going to be a really good point guard that can play extremely good defense. That's what you need in this NBA. You need a guy who can get to the lane, pass the ball, and who can play defense at your one spot. So I'm cool with it. Piff, where you at? Where you at, Piff? I mean, I sort of agree with King. I definitely don't agree with Tony. This is not news to me. Um, but I mean, if you if you have a buyer's remorse right now after after summer league, sarcastic. Yeah, Tony was trolling. If you didn't know, he was trolling. I was yeah. being sarcastic, but, but yeah. Yeah, don't don't do that because I've I've heard that too many times. I've heard the the Jason Tatum shit too many times for people to not know that. Jason Tatum and Lonzo Ball would have both been traded for AD, regardless of who was drafted to the Lakers. So, anyways, um, yeah, I don't agree with the Cam Whitmore shit. If you ask me, I feel like people are this, whether it was Cam Whitmore or whoever else was summer league MVP, they would have had something negative to say about Fino. And I agree with King with the the project part of drafting Fino is kind of like what the Spurs used to do. It's like when the Spurs drafted Kawhi, nobody was excited about Kawhi, but two years or a year and a half later, once they seen how good of a player he was, everybody was on his nuts. So I'm just waiting for all those people that are, you know, I've bookmarked every tweet. I've screenshotted every tweet that shits on Fino just to praise Cam Whitmore. So once Fino does, you know, pop off, I'm going to call all of you niggas out that start saying 
oh, dude, we got Fino, and yeah, y'all know what y'all doing. So, yeah, that's my thoughts, man. I'm, I really don't care that Cam. I mean, I did want Cam Whitmore once I seen he was still on the board, and it was our pick. But once I saw the the footage and like I, I did my homework on Fino, I'm like, you know what? I'm not mad at it because I already know what he's going to develop and grow into. Because I'm not mad at it at all. Uh, that's um, that is that is dope. That is um, I I I, I agree. I agree with what you're saying, Fifth. I would just say this, right? And I'm gonna just ask you and everyone and the other guys, is that there was a period of time that we were talking about, hey, let Max Christie go after the MV uh the summer league MVP up until he got hurt. And we're like, no, 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 shut that shit down. Right. So would we say compare if we compare Cam Whitmore to to Fino? their performance of Summer League, which player was better? I mean, obviously, Cam Whitmore had a better Summer League. I mean, but, I mean, like, if you if you do the eye test when you watch ball, you could just tell that Cam Whitmore's game translates a little easier. He's, he's an athletic wing. Like, right. He, he's an explosive player on the wing, so he's going to get easy transit. And he could also hit the three. So and he plays for the a poverty franchise. So that's where y'all really gotta chill out at. Like he's playing for the Rockets, bro. Like what what do they have to lose? You know, they gonna encourage him and gas him up to be the best that he could be. So now if Fino was on the Rockets, you would have saw a different version of Fino. You would have saw better end of the game. You would have saw better box scores and, sh- and stat sheets and shit like that. So that's just what I do. Okay. Uh, all right. I hear that. I hear that. I hear but I that. Could, but Zen, I could hear from your response that you're not a fan of, of J. Hill. Oh, you. no, 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 no. Here's the thing. It has nothing to do with JHS in the, specifically, individually. I was just never a fan of having the draft, of using the draft pick. I was just always like, hey, there's no draft pick that would that is was like at 17 that was going to help us this year this upcoming season for a win now you know for like you know the lebron and ad era there was no draft pick that was going to help us out this year so i was always just under the opinion that you know what you might as well just trade the draft pick if it will lead to getting some type of um player that we know would be part of our rotation so, um, yeah, so it was never personal against him. It was just more they, so, like, yeah. Well, what if they tried that? What if they attempted that and didn't like the return? And also, you know that you can also trade him at the deadline as well. You know, what if what if they were like, let, let's see if we get better offers by the time the deadline hits. And once the NBA notices the player that the Lakers drafted, there's going to be a team that says, oh, I want that guy. So no, no. Here's the thing. Get a better. I'm giving you. I, I'm. I'm giving you my thoughts up until like draft night, which was what Jan, what June 24th, right? Now, what Rob did a week later, you know, 
was fucking phenomenal. I can't question him. I can't question any of his moves. So it's just like, hey, you know what? Um, he he, you know. So if he thought, if he if if because we never know. I mean, we didn't know definitively if they tried trading the pick. But it, let's say let's just say that he tried trading the pick, but they didn't like the return. Then you know what? He made the right damn move because I'm like I don't see anything that he has done this off season that would make me question it. He's been 10 for 10. So if that's what he did, then cool. Um, you know, I just wonder if like, okay, if we use the pick, I'm like, okay, well, shit. Based upon what I have seen in Summer League, I'm like, oh, man. Cam, Cam Whitmore, I would have taken him over Fino. It makes me wonder, though, what those character issues were. You know, uh, like why... Because he seems to be focused. He seems to be engaged. He's, you know, um, so it's just like, man, what made him fall down in the draft so far? I think that was all bullshit, bro, honestly. Because I haven't seen, like, one – I mean, I know a, a team GM or, a, you know, team representatives are not going to come out and confirm that. But I haven't seen one team come out and say that, yeah, this is the reason why we didn't take Cam Whitmore. And also – like the dude is a Villanova product. Like that's really yeah. pissed me off about not the Lakers not taking him. It's like fuck his attitude, bro. He's he's out of Nova. He's coached by Jay Wright, bro. So like but now you, you got me reminiscing and thinking bad thoughts. <laughs> all right, all right. Don't wanna do that. Don't wanna do that. Um so yeah. Um, but wasn't the coach wait? But wasn't the coach the reason why his draft stock was that low? Like, like his own coach didn't help him either. Like, I think he had some some negative comments towards Cam Whitmore. So that again, like, if it's all just off the court stuff, if it's all just like his his interviewing and whatnot, then I don't know. Maybe he does fix up and makes everybody look. Bad, but let's see. It's still too early. Yeah, absolutely. Still I mean, early. The Warriors passed on them too. If that makes y'all feel any better, the Hawks, Warriors, Dallas, Pacers, shit, yeah, a whole host of people. Right. So, and that's and that's also another thing. Like we get, I don't know how many, and I know we are a Laker fan base, but like, are is everyone else that passed on him? So upset that they passed on him. What about Imani Bates? Like, Imani Bates was what second round draft pick? Yeah, that's the one I wanted, King. I'm, and I'm he was that yeah, exactly. He the same thing. They they thought he was a gang member, bro, because he was cool with John Moran. Like, bro, this type of shit. It's it happens every single year. There's three, four, five different players that fall all the way out of the spot they're supposed to be in, and it's. It's it's be and the only as Laker fans we can't always be so quick to just jump to it and be like yo you should have did it you should have took the chance on him you should have chose him we don't know like Cam Whitmore does seem like I'm not gonna say it's an attitude but it does look like uh, I hope he's a coachable player um, he seems like he is uh, but I hope that chip on his shoulder doesn't it's not too heavy because you know he has it. <laughs> 
Like, he 100% has a chip on his shoulder. You can see the way he talks. You can see how aggressive he plays. It's a chip. So, I'm just hoping that, um, I mean, I want all of the players to do well, but I think I think Fino was a great pick. I think, um, and we could say he outplayed Fino, but again, it's all about situation, context. You know, Cam Whitmore had a lot more opportunity because they wanted to see him play more. I think Fino did well in the time when he played with the Lakers. So, yeah, my screaming baby. I mean, this this also kind of happened uh, last year, too. I don't know if y'all know about Jaden Hardy, um, but I wanted the Lakers to draft Jaden Hardy last year, and we took Max Christie. And once I did my homework on Max, I'm like, all right, I could see why they took Max. I'm not mad at it. You know, it's just going to take him some time to grow into the player that they saw when they were scouting him. So, that's really all this shit is. A lot of basketball fans, y'all want y'all want a player to just be Michael Jordan the day he gets drafted. And this shit don't work like that. Like it, it takes time. Like and you gotta also trust in the Lakers. The Lakers don't miss when it comes to drafting, bro. So everybody that's shitting on the Lakers for taking Cam Whitmore, it's like it don't make sense, bro. Just look at Jordan Clarkson, look at Josh Hart. Look at Kyle Kuzma. These are all guys that just got paid. They still in the NBA and are mega millionaires because they were drafted by the Lakers. Now, if you go back to that same draft class, I want y'all to name players that were drafted around the same time as them that are as paid as them. It's a good point. It's a... Yeah, it's a, no, it's a good day. It's a solid point. It's a solid point. It's just, uh, you know, um, I think it's just a good question to ask, considering that we were in line to getting him. We chose not to, but, you know, um, what you guys are saying makes great points. So, um, yeah. King, any additional thoughts? All right, King is unavailable. King is unavailable. No problem. Uh, what else we have? What King else we have? Diaper. Uh, we got a shitty diaper to change right now. Oh yeah, he I've got a shitty there. diaper. I've been. He there. got a shitty, shitty diaper. Um, all right. So what is it? James Harden. He officially wants out. I guess he's uh, a Philly. Um, you know, there's an article on ESPN now that if he decides to withhold his services. Um, you know, the, the team can control if he goes into free agency or not, which, you know, I, I just really hope for him. I really just hope for him that even if he's in Philly, he doesn't be on no bullshit. Like he doesn't pull out the fat suit or anything like that. Because we've already, because I don't know, I think he's used his bullshit card. I think, like, you know, every player has like one bullshit card that they can use, like, when they're not happy with the team. You know, we saw AD do it. Um, you know, we've seen different players do it, right? When they're not happy, they want gone. 
Uh, we saw Ben Simmons do it, but Ben's, I mean, James Harden, he's like, this will be his third go around, you know? Um, Houston, Brooklyn, you know, he put on the fat suit, played like shit, said he was injured, you know, whatever reason. Like, he can't do this again. It just, because at what point do do folks genuinely start saying, oh, when you're not happy, you quit. Like, I think if he pulls that shit in Philly, he's going to get labeled a quitter. And I think, obviously, that's what probably the worst label you can get in sports. Um, so there's that. Um, no update with the 14th roster spot. Um, what is it? They had a fake article yesterday on um, you know, our fake tweet saying Christian Wood, it's, you know, he's... He's now decided it's not, you know, he's now narrowed it down between Chicago and and the Lakers. And he's like, he'll make his decision by August 5th. I kind of smelled bullshit on that um, from the get go. It just it just seems fabricated. Um, you know, I made a joke that he'll do it, you know, a televised, you know, decision, you know, on Tubi. Um but we still have that roster spot. Uh, I'm still thinking it should be Biombo. But, you know, we shall see. We'll see how that um how that plays out. Um you know, the name JaVel McGee has been floated out there. Um I don't know. I think we need a player that offers something different. Like I love Jamel JaVel McGee, dope player. Uh, he would help us a lot, but it, just, it would just feel like more of the same, especially since we got Jackson Hayes. I know Jackson Hayes is uh, more physical, but, um, you know, when it comes to jet, just that body build, um, it just feels more the same. I think Biombo offers something different. He also well, what, offers. What does, what, does, what does Biombo offer? Well, I think he um, absolute in, uh, toughness. Yeah, I think absolute toughness that we need. We like we need we need a like we need like just a solid like body for for like, you know, bigger players like a um so, like so a drinker. Let me ask you a question. Who mm-hmm. on who on the Nuggets offers that toughness that you're looking from from Biombo? Who won the Nuggets? Um, shit, I would say um, what's homeboy's name? Gordon. Aaron Gordon. Wow. I would say Aaron Gordon. Yeah, Are I would say Aaron Gordon. <laughs> All right. Who on the Who on the uh, Clippers offers that toughness? Oh shit. Um, I would say Morris. I would Morris say has, Morris has not played for the Clippers in about. He's not on the Clippers anymore. Well, he's probably oh, still there, but he was in the doghouse for the playoffs and like the end of the season. Okay, well, hopefully he'll get out of it. I would say more. Oh shit! I would say Westbrook. I would, yeah, I would say I would say Westbrook. Just right. You know. So, but that's and that's what I'm trying to say. I 
Biombo to me is not going to help our team. Well, so this is, and this is this is my outlook on it. If mm-hmm. Christian Wood signs with another team, if JaVel McGee signs with another team, then you go get Biombo. Biombo should not be a choice amongst those guys because those guys, um, Christian Wood, one uh, better shooter, more athletic. Uh, he may be a little bit lesser of a defender, um, but next to Anthony Davis, you don't have to be a excellent defender. We want you to, we want you to strengthen your or be be strong where where you are. Be strong at what you do, which is right. a stretch five or four that can shoot the ball, uh, that can space out the floor. We don't need you to get in there and do what Anthony Davis does defensively because Anthony Davis could do that. So okay. that's but the reason that why I don't want Biombo. But isn't that what's our problem? That, like, hey, Anthony Davis is our defense. So, like, when he goes off the floor, we have no defense. Like, isn't that, like, was, like, one of our issues that, like, A, all of our defense or 80% of our defense was in was on one player? Wait, like, uh, yes. That's correct, but when you look when when you're looking at defense, you have to stop looking at it just from under the rim. Defense doesn't start under the rim; it starts on the perimeter. You address that. You got a good, you got a uh, okay defender in Gabe Vincent. He's not a great. He's not Dennis Schroeder, but he's not terrible. So he's in the middle. Torian Prince is a good defender. If you're gonna give Max Christie minutes on the perimeter, he's a good defender. So. What you do by strengthening your perimeter defense is you give them less free lanes to the rim at Anthony Davis. So now Anthony Davis can really be an essential help defender. So now if your man beats you, I can help and I can and so so he doesn't score. Last year he wasn't a help defender, he was like you said, the defense. It was kind of like a Ole type of pattern where Dennis and Vando was the only people who were actually playing defense where I'm stopping you. I'm deterring you. No, now you got some legit defensive players that will begin to stop them. Jackson Hayes, I think, is going is very a very underrated signing, which I think we're going to see the fruits of his labor early. Um, of course, we see the reports are talking about playing him and AD at the same time. I honestly think it could work. Uh, I don't think that's a way that you sustain it, though. I, I don't think that's sustainable. I think that's a spurt type of thing. But yeah, so. I think strengthening the perimeter defense the way they did is going to help Anthony Davis in the back line. Okay, so okay, so here's another point. Then what happens when AD is off the floor for, you know, because he's not going to play 48. We would love to have him around 34 to 36. So what happens, like, you know, for those minutes? And then, you know, then there's also foul trouble. Then you know, without, you know, wishing bad or anything, like, okay, what happens for the games that he's not available? Like, well, I just... So, we, yeah. you do realize that Bismack Biombo is six foot eight, and he's not a rim protector, right? Understood, but just as a, but he's also, I would say he's a better defender than Christian Wood. Yeah, but just due I, to the I fact that Christian... To- Due to the fact that yeah. Christian Wood is six foot ten and a half, um, <laughs> and he has long arms that can deter people and can get his hands on a few shots that go up, a few blocks, 
He's more of a rim protector, which, again, that's what you need when you improve your perimeter defense the way that they did. It's not going to be a need for Anthony Davis. You're not going to see another playoff series where Anthony Davis has 24 goddamn blocks because he's not going to need to because the perimeter defense is so is going to be so much improved where guys are going to be getting stopped. They're going to get their lanes are going to get shut down and they're going to have to pass the ball side to side against us. It's not going to be a oh, one pass gets you out of position now I'm going straight to the rim. AD has to help. No, that's not going to happen as much. So I think the need of us having a second just lockdown rim protector, it's not going to happen. And honestly, how many of those guys are in the NBA? Maybe three. Jaron Jackson, Rudy Gobert, probably the only other two where you could say, yo, them niggas is rim protector lockdowns. Not many more. So, And you're saying, so you prefer Christian Wood? Hundred percent. So because of the because of the off on the offensive side, I think it helps offensively. All right. And defensively, right. he can get better. I think. I think. So God and and to me, defense. Um, it's about it's about um seventy seventy five percent effort and thirty percent skill. So I think that's really all it is, really. I think uh, Christian Wood will improve it, or hopefully, if we get him, he improves his efforts next to AD. All right. Okay. I, I hear you. Um, JB, what's up, homie? How you doing, guys? Long time since I've spoken on here, guys. Uh, oh. Not much. Not much. Uh, so I, I got to point this out, guys. Um, I love the fact that you guys broke down who's a better defender and who's a better offensive player. In, in my in my opinion, I, I honestly think we need a little bit of both. Like, if it was up to me, I, I'd, I'd fill the 14th and 15th spot right now with two centers, one offensive center and one defensive center. Just because, I don't know if you, like, if you guys think about it, like, all the veteran minimum centers out there, they're not all going to hit. So... I feel like whatever other centers don't have, we're going to find out what meshes well with the team. So I just, uh, for me, like, honestly, like, I, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a defense first kind of guy when it comes to centers just because look at what happened with uh, Thomas Bryant when he was with us, you know? We couldn't really depend on him defensively. He was there offensively, but, um, like, honestly, like, there's going to be a lot of changes that are going to have to be done, especially if they're trying to run the, the whole layout of the 2020 uh, championship year. So, yeah, I just, yeah, I just wanted to throw that in there, but um, I like where everyone's mindset is at. Like, honestly, I didn't even know uh, Christian Wood was a rim def- defender, to be honest with you. So, yeah, that's my take on it. Appreciate you, appreciate you. I wouldn't necessarily say, and correct, uh, King, if you disagree, I wouldn't necessarily say Christian Wood is a rim defender, but considering that he is 6'10", 6'10 um, I believe, that he has, he's, I guess he is better suited to be a rim protector because of the height compared to Bismack Biombo, who's 6'8". Yeah, so but, um, I would. I wouldn't call him a rim protector. I would use the word rim deterrent. 
because he's taller. So he's not a protector. Yeah. I don't think he's a a guy who has is a great positional defender or rim protector or has a timing of like a, a good rim protector. But just because he's tall, he can just like make you think about it twice. Like shit, should I should I go up? You know, because he's damn, he might get that. So that's it. Yeah. Understood. Understood. Um, Slick, what's up, fam? Hey, um, I don't. I I really don't care. I, I'm with I'm with JB when it comes to um, what type of centers we should get for the 14 and 15 spot. Um, one of each type of player, one that can uh, guard the paint, and one that's uh, more offensively geared. Um, I mean, they're they're going to be the 14th and 15th spot for a reason. So it's not like we're going to be playing these guys, you know, all 82. Probably not not even half the season. These probably, these guys are probably going to get f- average five minutes a game, if that. So I don't see why um, people are acting like we're such a quagmire of who should we get between Christian Wood and, and Biombo. If if I mean, we're in real life. We could probably, we could possibly not get either one and get a totally different, you know, center that's not even being mentioned right now. So, um, I mean, we got Jackson Hayes, um, was probably, by the sounds of it, we're probably going to be playing alongside AD. Um, and if uh, AD was to be out a few games here and there, um, Jackson Hayes will probably be a center. Um, and um, Castleton, uh, he's probably going to play a few minutes because he's on a two-way. So, um, if we we can get JaVel McGee as a rim protector, um, and if we do get Biombo, he's probably going to be played uh, for against teams with an, another bigger body center. And even then, Biombo, compared to Steven Adams and uh, who else is out there, um, he'll probably be a, a good pair up against uh, – uh, Nicola, um, but um, and Jokic, he, oh, he's 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 still going to shoot over him because Biombo is only six eight. I know he's got a, a a wider wingspan, but I don't think any of those bigger centers can jump over, uh, you know, a phone book. So, um, I think we'd be able to use him for those bigger type players, uh, use his his weight um, against those bigger players. But that's about it. Um, so. Yeah, I'm, I'm with JB, man. Um, just just get just fill the last two spots with a center that's uh, offensively uh, dominating and one that's defensively dominated, and just use them for their abilities. And that's it. All right. That's it. And I don't I don't even think it's really that. So I think our team is pretty much set. Um, I don't know if it changes. So I think Christian Wood's the only player that you can go acquire where it's going to change your lineup. And I play a lot of 2K. Um, so I did the first season I started get Christian Wood. And he throws a monkey wrench in, like, what the fuck I had going on. Because, bro, you can't start him. Because who are you going to move to the bench? You're going to move Rui to the bench? So it, it makes it a little bit difficult. He's going to have to come off the bench. Um, so I don't know. Unless he's only going to play. He's not going to play that much. So 
under my well, you know, you know, Christian Woods going to d- demand a starting spot, just like we did exactly. with uh, Drummond, and that's going to be an issue. Under my under my assumption, I honestly don't think we need another big. Like the way I even the way I play in the game, like I you play Anthony Davis at the five, like that's it, and just have someone as a backup, which I think Jackson Hayes can fulfill that backup role of where Anthony Davis is going to play thirty to thirty four minutes a game anyway. So those fourteen minutes, give those to Jackson Hayes and let him play. It's really that simple. I don't, I don't see why we need to go get another big man. I know that's what they're saying, uh, and Christian was. So I think, and I think that might be another thing that's holding it up. Um, them telling Christian Wood, "Hey, we're not going to let you come in here and fuck up the way that we want our team to operate. So you're going to have to come off the bench behind Anthony Davis." So. All right, all right, all right. Um, Roger, what's up? Man, like, I actually want uh, Lakers to either convert Castleton to a regular spot or uh, uh, Cole Spider to a regular spot. Because the thing is, there is a guy named Charles Bediaco. Like, he's a two-way contract. 20. Uh, he's not with any uh, team right now. He played Spurs, uh, Spurs in, uh, like, uh, Spurs in uh, G League. Sorry, summer league. So, like, we can take him as a two-way contract. So, what happens is we will wait for the buyout market because the thing is, Christian Wooden uh, is not even like maybe even one inch or two inch taller than Rui, but he is not going to bang up against big players. Like, he is not drop big as well, like a, a drop big defender as well, or a, like he cannot guard multiple position as well. Only thing is like. He has the height and he, he can shoot from outside. Other than that, like he doesn't provide that the advantage of a big true big man gives. So that's one thing to me. And Biambo, even though he is decent in shot blocking, but still the size is big issue as well. So like I don't know. We need someone who is really big. We don't have that right now. So I would be okay with. Lakers converting one or two rosters and finding a guy. If not, get Charles Bidiaco. Uh, like, uh, he is like seven foot big man. Like, he was like Alabama's uh, best rim protector out there. So, last year. So, I want Lakers to get him at least a training camp invite to see is there anything like they can uh, develop and get him decently into the floor as a backup big man. So, that's one point. Like, if there is a bio market, like Indiana Pacers might buy out uh, the guy Daniel Thies. So we may look for like one or two buyout guys. Like if there is a like more number and number of players than the roster spots available, then if there is a buyout, then we can go at it. Like I don't know whether like. Biambo and Christian Wooders answer for Lakers like big man problem in my opinion. All right, JB, what's up, Owen? You guys hear me okay? Sorry if it's a little loud where I'm at. Uh, yeah, we can hear so you. I had a question for you guys. How good is Christian Woods three point shooting? 
just because, like, I, I feel like none of the other centers that we're potentially talking about have any three-point um, ability to, to make any – or to be at a good volume or a decent three-point shooting percentage. So, I just – yeah, uh, I'm just curious about that because yeah, I feel like that might be a big, big, big thing to look at. Uh, I think he's average. He's not, like, lights out, but he's not terrible. He's an average shooter. But he's a threat out there. That's the thing about it. He's just a threat, so. Appreciate it, guys. Of course, of course, of course. And and as far as, like, Castleton and those guys, I 100% doubt that a LeBron James-led team is going to have either a rookie, (laughs) uh, undrafted player on a two-way contract, as a backup center. That shit's not going to happen. What, are you talking about Castleton? Castleton or the other guy Roger was talking about from the Spurs. Like, if you're not a couple years into the league or you have some kind of um, synergy with LeBron and AD as far as the way they play, you're not going to crack that rotation. Like, you see what happened to Bamba. see what happened to Tristan. You see what happened to those guys. You think they're going to have a two-way guy come in there and just be like, yeah, we'll pencil you in for eight minutes a game. Hell no. No, not at all. Exactly. And Castleton, Castleton's going to be good, but not now. Like, he's, Uh he's, yeah, yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a year, maybe two years away, but he definitely has promise. You know, one thing, you know, he has the height, but like, yeah, he, he still has to get he still has to get comfortable with like NBA basketball. Uh, you know, so even with his movements on the on G League, it was, you know, you can see a lot of hesitation, a lot of an unsure of himself. But uh, you know, he did well, but I, I'm not seeing it right now. Um Evan, uh or did you or did you like but dial the space. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. Neither do I. Neither do I. <laughs> but yeah, like I just want to say this. You know, the thing about Castleton, to me, it's it's really smart to keep him on that two way as long as possible. And the reason for that is basically because he is still raw. He's you know he's got a lot of potential. We've all seen it here in summer league, but you know, we don't know yet what he's going to do at the NBA level. So if you say, hey, Evan, you to, said you say he's still what? Still raw. Yes. Still, yeah, you oh, heard me yeah. slick. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so anyway, if you bring him up to the NBA level, put him to a contract immediately, you're taking a big risk. Whereas if you keep him on the two way, it's kind of like, you know, here, come up here, show us what you can do, you know, and we keep that other roster spot open for somebody else. And if he succeeds, you know, whoever you're signing at that 14th spot is probably going to be a minimum or you're even leaving that 15th spot open so that, you know, if he does succeed, then you bring him into a full contract. So you bring him into a full contract right now would be a huge, huge mistake and not like thinking about the future. So leaving him in a two-way gives us more flexibility and that's why we want to keep him on a two-way 
Understood, understood. And I appreciate that. Roger, what's up? Man, like, I didn't, uh, like, I want Lakers to uh, keep Castleton, as of now, keep Castleton in a two-way roster spot. But give this guy, uh, Charles Bediaco, a camp invite, training camp invite. So what happens is if Christian Woods comes, like, we are good with it, like, we can leave it as such. Christian Wood or some other big man like comes available of uh, buyout. We can use the 14th roster spot on them. If not, I suggest the backup plan should be to convert any one of the three uh, three two-way players into a standard roster spot and give the uh, two-way roster spot to Charles Bediaco. So that's what that's backup plan for me, not the first option, so that only I wanted to say, like, if there is any other buyout ca- candidate, instead of uh, maybe, let's say, like, uh, Christian Wood or uh, Biam, like, if there is any other, even Javel Megi, like, if he comes available, because they are going to be our third center, they are not even going to be our second center. And they are, like, in case if Anthony Davis has to miss few games, couple of games or four or five games, like, we need that depth, that, so that only I, I want to add like two or three big men uh, for a for a two-way spot as well, so that like we will have the backup ready. All right, all right, all right. Um, yeah, we'll see, we'll see. Uh, mind you, keep in mind, folks, we've been talking about this shit for almost two, three weeks now. We'll see what Rob does, you know. Um, yeah, let's move on. A um, couple things. Oh, so tonight in the fan cave, um, throwback Thursday in the fan cave, we are watching a classic, um, another classic. It's uh, game six, uh, 88 finals. Um, Pistons versus Lakers, and this is the game. Uh, Evan, let me know what quarter is. Um, third or the fourth, where as um, Isaiah Thomas goes for 25 in the quarter, that would be the fourth quarter. Fourth quarter, yeah. So we won the game by the skin of our teeth, yeah. But <laughs> what we're talking about, yeah, we're and we're so we're but we're talking about the greatest single quarter for a player. In NBA Finals history, probably still to this day. Um, yeah, so it'd be dope as fuck, um, you know. And uh, we'll be doing that in the fan cave. It's on. Um, it's in the jumbotron. We're gonna tweet it out after this space. Um, yeah, so uh, we'll be doing. You know, uh, what yesterday was way back Wednesday. Um, we watched. Um, what was a game four, 2002 Western Conference Finals with uh, Robert Ori hit that big shot, big shot Rob. We watched that last night. Um, next was, uh, yeah, so tonight is the Isaiah Thomas, you know, him going off at 25, but the Lakers do win. Tomorrow, Flashback Friday. Um, flashback Friday is going to be dope. We're watching 2000, the 2000 All-Star Weekend. So that's, you know, let 
probably the greatest dunk contest of all time, or at least the most entertaining one. Uh, because you know, the Vince Vince Carter, this is when he was at his apex. So we're watching the dunk contest, the three-point contest, and the actual game. So yeah, tomorrow night in the fan cave, it is all 2000 All-Star Weekend. Uh, that would be dope. Bring your bring your your food, bring your drinks, bring your banter, you know. Hey, if you want to make an order for some Zen's infused treats, you can bring those too. Um, but yeah, bring your weed, whatever. Um, but don't bring crack. Don't bring crack. That just be all of a sudden you talk about, you know, what you'll do for a cheeseburger in the fan cave. We don't need that. We don't need that. Um, but <laughs> yeah, so it's gonna be dope. Uh, I think, yeah. So, you know what? Before you know what, I'm gonna throw this out. Um, maybe this would be a um a dirty poll, but I'm thinking Saturday morning we might do like watch some some old school cartoons on Saturday mornings. Like I just saw like a whole like catalog of full episodes of the old school original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Not this CGI shit that they keep trying to give us. Um. I'm talking about 2D animation. Um, mm-hmm. You know, give me the give me the skinny white April O'Neil. Okay, yes, give I uh, yes, slick. That's what I said. I I'm talking about the white April O'Neil from the 80s. I don't know. We might do some Saturday morning cartoons in the fan cave. So uh, you know, wake and bake. You know, I'm talking about some shit like, you know, 6 30, 7 o'clock West Coast time. And we'll just, you know, watch uh, like two hours of like old school cartoons and just shoot the shit. So I think that's good. That might be a vibe that might do Saturday morning uh, in the fan cave. Um, But yeah. Now, great conversation that, like I said, we uh, refer to it. Why are we adding stuff to the jumbotron? Did you anyway. did you did you talk about the the boxing? We're gonna have some boxing. Oh, and... Yeah, Tony. So we we're gonna be doing some. We're gonna be playing some. Um, we're gonna be have maybe you know it's Saturday night, right? Because let's be real, and I'm just gonna call. I'm gonna call everyone out, right? I really made a conscious effort to watch the WNBA uh, in the fan cave. And it was like, hey, let's watch, hey, let's really get into it. Look, I heard you guys loud and clear, all right? I still think you, uh, you're you missing out. It's a great game. But you know what, hey, we got to give the people what they want. You know, hey, unfortunately, uh, us watching WNBA, it's it hasn't been, uh, you know, no one's showing up. So we're going to try something different. We got to pivot. So you know what, Tony, Saturday nights, we're watching boxing. What's the um, like? What's the first fight you thinking, Tony? I'm thinking we should do kind of like um, uh, that uh, that Mike Tyson fight. Like fuck. Uh, yeah, but you know what's fucked up about Tyson fights, Tony? Right? Because like, if we're gonna have like a watch party, then like we have to, you know, let's be in there for at least an hour. 
we yeah, would have to get fast. No, yeah, no, no I, I know, I know that, I know that, I know that. Uh, there, there's, there's some fights. Yeah, yeah, I know, but that's the thing. We can have like a collection of them, like the first three or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah we'll, exactly. we'll we'll figure. the The thing about it is like, and that also to, to a certain point too. Like, we can also discuss like the fraud, the fraud Mayweather. You know, just saying. Hold but on, anyway. Hold on. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. What's his first name? Fraud Mayweather. Oh, okay, okay. Okay, just just making just like okay, all right. I Mr. am in Vegas. Don't get me Mr. shot. Fifty-two and zero is the fraud. Cool. Oh well, yeah, I mean, go. you make a living at what you call defense slash running, but neither here nor there. Yeah, just because he's he's the most hey, unpunchable man in the phone, world. You bastard. Watch go find mouth. go find another. Hey. Champion, go find another undefeated champion. Tony. No, because they don't run. That's the thing. But anyway, um, do you not know the art of boxing? Why? What's going on? It's not to get hit. Like what the hell? Yeah, no. And if you're very good at it, then that's all you need to do. Punch here, punch there, and then like let's run away. Like he's not running, bro. It's defending himself. He is the best defensive fighter ever. Point blank. You can't the point hit of me, is not but to I'm gonna hit you, Tony. No, I get it, and and I can make an argument that he kind of destroyed boxing. But again, go neither here nor there. Boxing, then. Go watch heavyweight boxing. Don't don't worry about that. The other we we uh, I I did, and, and yeah, Tyson destroyed it too. But anyway, we can we can move on. Hey 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 you hey. hey, 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 hey. Watch your goddamn hey. mouth. Hey yeah yeah, you heard what he said. Like you you you, you <laughs> hey, know so, what my profile picture. So you know this, what my profile picture. So this, hey. this is a perfect example of a person not knowing what the hell they talking about. So. No, 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 no. You're talking about a person who actually paid pay-per-view to watch these these fights. And I can tell you for once, like, yeah, they call him Moneymaker for a reason. Just saying. And it ate, and it ate because of his defensive style. That's all I'm going to say. Well, why okay. is it? We can have this I, conversation you know later. No, I just want I, I a real quick about Mayweather. Why? Because you want to tell me. Oh, you want me to tell you that that's not why. Why? Why then? We mean because why, no one why? can land a punch on him. Because yeah, no, no, nobody can land a punch. It it makes for poor entertainment, and it's just basically you're basically getting skimped out. Like it's it's literally boring back uh, boxing. If I'm being honest, it's very no, technical. No. It's very body? technical, but there's nothing really. There's nothing really. There's nothing really entertainment about it. But does like, that make him a fraud? Yes. How? Okay. Bring this. If if I He's like let's bring this energy for the playback. One side of the court. Here's another question. Here's another question. Is the uh, are, are is Tom Brady a fraud? I mean, we can we can debate that for sure. Uh, oh, wait, wait, hold on. You were talking about wait, wait. We're talking about the guy. Probably. Who got suspended for having a deflated football? Each of his first three Super Bowls was, uh, you know, there was some type of cheating allegation. He got he benefited from uh, extra footage of the team, um, you know, deflate. So there was deflate gate, there was spy gate. Yes, absolutely. But he, you know, he's still the goat because I think he made up for all of that, you know. 
The sad thing was, oh, the yeah, like, are we, are, are we talking about statisticals then? Like, because statistically speaking, then they're all, yeah, they're all goats, statistically speaking. Yeah, but, hey, it, hey, so why are you calling them frauds? How can you call a, a goat or something a fraud? That makes no sense. To me. I mean, statistical goats kind of that's what they are, statisticals. Like, I don't know. Whoever, who, whoever in sports history has ever called them. Can I tell you something? Well, no, wait. Did Floyd Mayweather inspire you? If I was a boxer, yes. You know how many people copy yeah. his style? Tony, you know how many people copy him and try to do that shoulder roll and try to sit there and hold their, their position? You don't, you don't, you, you don't yeah. understand that. That's a difficult thing to do. King knows all about holding position. Yeah, and Slick, you're... you're you, you, you have evidence, right? Efficient. The man is the most efficient boxer up, in boxing history, bro. If you go look at the numbers, he's the most efficient. That means he hits you so much more than you hit him. To the point where he can bet on himself to the literal point and make. Why are we talking about damn near what million? Stuff. Like I'm just saying. All right, you got it, Tony. Jesus Christ. Tony's a big old Bro, hey, this is why this is, no, 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 this is why this is why it's a perfect announcement that we're going to do playbacks and watch, you know, find evidence to support King's King's argument. That's all I'm going to say. So I'm calling it right now. It is going to be Saturday night main event. We're watching what, Mayweather Mayweather versus uh, Pacquiao? That will be um... That will be what our you first mean, main event mean, fight uh, for Saturday mean, night. Uh, Manny Wacky you mean him? Uh, let's do, let's do, let's do, let's do Cotto. Okay. Oh, let's. All right. Fine. It let's find who's fight. Right. It's L L L L L L L. It don't matter. Who oh yeah, right. it's all it's it's all decision, 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 decision. But that's, that's, <laughs> that's fine. Hey, Saturday night main event. All right. I love this. I love this. This is Saturday night made event. Make sure you you guys are in oh, there in the playback. Like, there's, a, there's a difference between you calling somebody a fraud and not liking their style. If you don't like his style, then okay. But a fraud? I'm just I'm just saying. Like I I, I wasted some money for the some entertainment. Really wasn't that. Like, come on, bro. He mastered the art of boxing. It's that simple. Uh, he mastered he mastered one side of it for sure. Hey, you know, I will say this. I know besides Mayweather, I know one fight that I would love to see that we, we're going to have to do for the Saturday Night Main event will be, um, well, you know, Tyson versus Trevor Burbick. Now, here's oh, the thing. Oh, and um, what, what's the other one? Uh, I really want to see one of the Pacquiao and, and Marcus. All right. Hey. Yeah, because I think, I think I have, to, I have to figure out which one because, I, what, did they fight like four times? Guys, the limits. Uh, no, that I know that that Tyson versus Burbick. First of all, this is my like I wasn't even a. I don't think I was a lot. I, I think it may have been like around my when I was born because it was eighty six. Like my my dad was telling me. My dad told me this straight up. He said, "Look, because Trevor Bourbon, uh, Jamaican, he said Tyson hits Trevor Burbick so hard. First of all." The man fell three times off of one punch. Like, he fell to the ground three times off of one punch. And he was like, every Jamaican felt that punch. Um, so, yeah, it's, you know, that's 
I think like that's that uh photo my profile picture on my personal you know my avi for my personal profile um yeah of tyson um standing in the corner that's burbick on the ground like that's like like my favorite like sports image or one of my favorite sports image um yeah so he my dad he says that that night was a bad night for jamaicans but you sure, uh, you sure it's not uh, your favorite one? Isn't when Floyd Mayweather had all seven of his belts hoisted around his waist because he won a belt in seven different weight classes? No. You know, I will say this: I'm not a big Mayweather fan, but I will also admit that I'm not a fan of his because he's—I don't find him entertaining. Like, so, I, like, if he—I think he's an all-time great boxer. Do I put him at number one? No, but. I think he is. I think he is a master when it comes to defense, um, and he is like, like as much as we hate on Mayweather, who wouldn't want? It's like, hold on, I'm gonna get all this money, and I'm not gonna get. They're not gonna hit me. Like, who wouldn't want that? Like, he's a master, but I also will say he's probably the least exciting boxer, and I think that's fair to say. And if you spend your money on a pay-per-view and you want, like, I think also we have to admit, a lot of times folks were buying those pay-per-views hoping this was, this was the good, this was going to be the fight that he gets knocked out or he gets put to the ground. And I think that's one reason why a lot of people left disappointed. But Evan, Miramano, what's up? Yeah, I was just to say, if we're going to watch some boxing, we need to watch the greatest boxing match of all time. We talk about Hagler Hearns. Yes. 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 If you have not yes. seen that fight, like, oh my God, like it has everything. Like, I mean, those guys were given haymakers to each other. Still, the most incredible fight I've ever seen. And then also, about Tyson, if you guys never saw the Buster Douglas fight, that was a damn good fight. That was a damn good fight. Like, you know, the one that Tyson lost, and like, so I would love to see those again. Those are those are I mean, the, the Hagler Hearns one for sure. Like if you have not seen that one, do yourself a favor. I'm pretty sure it's still on YouTube. It's a fucking amazing fight. That is dope. That is dope. Um, no, I would that we look Saturday night made event, folks. Please join the fan cave. We'll probably get that tweeted out. So what today's of. Uh, yeah, probably by tomorrow, to, between tomorrow Saturday uh, night. But if you guys are listening to this, we are going to have uh, the Saturday night main event in um in the fan cave. Um, shit, we'll probably probably be like a late night thing, kind of. Uh, probably what eight, maybe like you know eight nine o'clock West Coast. Um, and then you know later on the East Coast, of course. So look, let's make it happen, folks. It's going to be good times. Ooh, uh, Cole, Cole, Cole Denny has some. Cole, Cole Denny has some. Uh, yeah, look at look at the look at the group chat. I mean, look look at the chat here. Um, he posted some good fights too. Like just yeah, if you if you have any any requests, just just put yeah. them there, and we'll and we'll get to them for sure. Absolutely. Let's let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um hmm. I guess it's time to move on to our topic that's in the headline because uh Chinago is here. It's uh you know, it's 
I swear, man. It's like it's like it's like it's like flies on shit. It's like flies on shit. But before but before we continue today, and I saw the title, so like I don't know if y'all what I was on today. I don't know if y'all saw my timeline, but oh, Chinago, not the day. Did you listen to our podcast episode? No, not yet. Okay. Well, of course. And you I know what's funny? Promotion. I blame so you. So we spoke of, so let me tell you and I will tell you this. We had this conversation on the phone. We knew yesterday. We had a group call. We said, "Watch. Chinago's going to be Chinago's going to hop in." We we, we should have bet money on it. We should have bet money. We should have You know what? We should have recorded the call. We said that Chinago's going to hop in. We're going to say Chinago, this this uh the topic is in kind of like an aftermath of our podcast, uh, epi- latest podcast episode because of the conversation we had with Cecil. And we're going to say, Chinago, did you listen to the podcast yet? And Chinago would have said no. And then we said, well, Chinago, the conversation is based upon the, the podcast and to have proper context of the conversation, it might be good to have um, the podcast. And we bet that Chinago was going to say, um, well, I'll listen to it later, but I still have some things to say. And then we would repeat, hey, Chinago, just for the sake of context, you probably might want to hear the podcast episode. And then Chinago will say, like, what's the next thing Chinago will say? Go ahead, Chinago. Uh, I didn't get that. I think it's going to be that dirty, to be honest. (laughs) No. (laughs) No, but... No, but let's let's get into it. Um, let's let's talk about it because I know Evan heard the podcast. Um, he hit me up right away. He disagreed. Um, so you know, this is the premise. Uh, the conversation was between myself, Tony, and uh, Cecil, um, Russ's cousin. And the conversation was like, "Yo, what's the difference between criticism and hate?" And it was very. It started off very broad. Right. And please, folks, we're not giving too much of the conversation away. We need y'all to listen to it. We got episode two on the podcast available on all uh, major st- podcast streaming services, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio. Um, Popping yeah. and anywhere like if there's if it's not in somewhere, just let us know. and We'll put it there. Exactly. Yeah, if it's not somewhere. It's on Spotify. Yep. Meet just you gotta type in Meeting of the Gold Mines and you'll find us. Um, Tony, is it possible to get the links? Like can we get some of the links uh in the Jumbotron and in the chat, like the yeah. Apple Podcast, the Spotify link, maybe for Google sure. Podcast? For sure, for sure. All right. Give me one yeah. second. So yeah, so let's get that in the link. Um, because we live look, please like, subscribe, give you five stars, but give the five stars if we earned it. But guess what? I'm telling you right now, we earned it. We're putting together some great content. But the conversation, folks, was did the Lakers wronged Russ? Um, And now we're talking about this, but he got traded, what, early February? So we're talking about it's been five months since he got traded. Um, And there's lots... There's lots of context. Now, we're, it's, this is not meant to agree. This is not meant for us to agree and have a kumbaya moment. We've never been about that. But if we can look at everything in its totality, 
from before the trade. His then we got him, you know, his tenure here. Also, what we may have had to deal with after the trade was made at the point guard position. Also, how he performed uh, for the Clippers, you know. Um, yeah, so I will say we're giving priority to those who, uh, you know, who those who listen to the conversation if they had response. But we do want to hear from everyone. Uh, I will say this, and you guys remember, y'all remember when I made that comment saying he was the mildew of the NBA. I didn't duck the smoke. We addressed that. We addressed that in the in the episode of the podcast. So I'm just saying um, that was uh, that got addressed. I'm, I'm not. I ain't hiding from it. Um, and I will just say this um, now, King. King wasn't part of the conversation. He, you know, he has a difference of opinion. So I'm looking forward to that, sharing that now. And uh, real quick before we start, I definitely want to just shout out Cecil. Um, you know. I've had very limited interaction like with him on Twitter. And uh, one of the few interactions that I've had with him was him, you know, listening to me refer to his cousin as mildew. And, you know, and then that, and then afterwards he hit me up in the DM and like, yo, really? Like you really doing that? And for him to show up on our podcast, on our platform, episode two, you know, we're just starting out agree or disagree I, I gotta you know just gotta shout him out for doing that he didn't have to you know and i think it made for a great conversation just because um not that we were really talking about russ specifically like going into the podcast we wanted to talk about the differences between criticism and hate once again he has a great unique perspective being a cousin of of a you know of an athlete a very polarizing athlete as well. Um, and also a person that grew up as um, a Laker fan. So uh, once again, folks, I, I don't think we've ever, I don't think we've ever done anything that was trash. You know, we've had some hit or misses, but I think you guys know that we definitely, we probably emphasize quality over quantity. So trust me on this. You might want to listen. Evan, I want to start with you. Now, this is your honest opinion. I'm not influencing you whatsoever. You as a first person to give uh, feedback. What were your thoughts on the conversation? What were your thoughts on uh, episode two of the podcast? Well, I thought it was a great conversation. I thought all three of you had really great points to make. Now, yeah, I mean, I, I do disagree with, with um, you know, some of the some of the way things were talked about and framed, but like not, not in like a, you know, inflammatory way, but just, just, you know, there was, there was a lot of like, you know, apology stuff going on for Russ, which, which I understand and everything like that. But there, you know, there just needs to be like an understanding that, you know, that the marriage just basically didn't work and it wasn't one side or the other's fault. It was kind of both sides fault. And that's, that's my one big issue with, you know, the, the apologist stuff for Russ. But other than that, I thought it was a great conversation. And, you know, all three of you would make really great points, which I which I appreciated. And I enjoyed the conversation a lot, actually. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, Evan. Uh, we're going to get we're going to get to you, Roger. Give us a minute. Uh, Evan. All right. So let me ask you this. Because, look, 
like I said, folks, we're not ducking the smoke. Evan was just like, man, you know, uh, Cecil really could be a politician. And, you know, uh, like I said, we disagree with the points. And it's not a, it's not about agreeing with him. Because we, you know, I think it's safe to say, like, okay, that's Russ's cousin. Of course he's going to defend Russ. Like, there's, there can't be any surprise there. Like, like no, of course. It can't. It, there's nothing that, there's no one that should come here shocked that he was defending Russ and looking at the circumstances from the Russ perspective. But the cool thing is, is to be able to have that conversation without the trolling, without the toxic environment. Just like, okay, look, let's. Let's break bread, even if we disagree. Tonay did an excellent job at pushing back uh, at certain points that she disagreed with and gave the counterpoint. So shout out to Tonay. Um, but Evan, what did you disagree with? Like, you're a longtime fan of the Lakers. You know, uh, you're a person that's also very analytical. You're also a writer. So, you know, you think on a different level. What, what did you disagree with? Well, specifically, it was, you know, he kind of went on a tirade that just kind of like I felt like kind of excuses, you know, Russ's accountability and all of that. And and that's that's the one thing that I didn't like. But, you know, but like you said, the one thing I've always appreciated about Cecil is that, you know, he's he's really good at articulating these things. He really does make some really good points. And I, I don't disagree with him, you know, 100 percent. And I see his perspective of why he's, you know, that defensive about it. It just, it just rubs me a little bit the wrong way. Cause it, at some point I feel like, you know, now that, not, you know, married to each other anymore, so to speak, you know, like, can we at least kind of be like real about what happened is my big thing. Like, you know, cause like, cause to me, when I honestly look at that situation, you know, like I see, you know, like there's all all people that want to like point to just like one person, you know, like it's all Russ's fault. It's all LeBron's fault. It's all Frank Vogel's fault. It's all the front office's fault, whatever. And like, when you like put it all together, like everybody, like everybody plays some blame in that. And, you know, like, I feel like a lot of us Laker fans have been willing to kind of like, you know, own up, you know, there's still some that maybe aren't, but like, I feel like the majority of us have kind of, owned up to it and like yeah the, the marriage just didn't work and but there's still a lot of russ apologists out there and you know like and the thing is that i really like russ and like and i just i feel like a lot of times when people are refusing to let him you know to be accountable about things like that i think they're they're hurting him and his legacy and that that just kind of bothers me a little bit because you know i russ like you know he gets way too much heat in my opinion and you know like if we're being real about you know all of this like you know i blame i blame everybody involved i mean it's it's a it's like a family problem and like you know if anybody's ever dealt with family problems you know that like you know blaming one person like you know it may feel good at the time but when you like sit back and like look at any kind of family problem you can all kind of like objectively be like oh okay i i did play a part there i did play it you know it's it's not like cut and dry and black and white and it's you know not just your fault your fault you know unless someone has you know been the you know the clear abuser then then you can kind of draw those lines but like yeah it's you know to me it's a family problem and 
you know, like I wish we could kind of approach it more of a family. And especially since it's, you know, you know, it's, it's in the past for all of us now, like there shouldn't be that bad blood anymore. So that was, that was the one issue I had with it. Yeah. I, uh, no, I appreciate that. Now King, now King didn't, wasn't part of the conversation. Uh, and King, he, what, what do you, but you listen to the, you listen to the King. What's your thoughts? What you disagree on? What you say is bullshit? Like, come on, fam. What you got? Hold on. I didn't even, I didn't listen to the whole thing. I probably listened to like it all the way through halfway. So, Um, yeah. I had other shit I needed to do. I ain't gonna listen to that shit. Fucking three hours, bro. There's no way you're gonna. And then, like, you know. So, so um, I should have listened. Hey, you don't have to listen to the pod. You don't have to listen to meeting other gold mines because shit. Not even the gold mines listen to. Uh, uh, not even the purple and gold All mines right. listen to. Enough the, with so. the bullshit. Hello. <laughs> yeah, appreciate it. You want me to cough? But... So no. And the reason why I didn't listen to it is because from what I started to hear, I knew where it was going. And then when we even were talking before. And you guys were explaining the way that things was happening. I knew what I could expect to hear. And I've said this from the beginning. I don't blame Cecil for defending Russ. Not at all. Like, that's your blood. You're gonna defend him. But I wouldn't... You're gonna be constantly fighting in spaces. Like, constantly fighting in spaces. The way that even Shinago does, and that's not his that's not his cousin. But Shinago fights for us. Like it happens no matter what. So uh, I like to I think I'm a little more objective than Cecil though. Like I'm a left fan I don't even cousin. be agreeing with Yeah, exactly. I don't even be agreeing with some of the shit he says. Right. You're not his blood. But now imagine if that was your cousin or your brother. You're gonna go in on someone who says anything wrong about him, which is the part about it where I wouldn't even be in spaces like if that was my, if I had a family member that was a famous athlete or whatever or play balls, man, I'm not fit to go in those space in here because because you're going to hear it from both sides. You know what I mean? And and that's the part that you don't hear. It's not an even trade because the part that I left off on was when him and Tony was talking about. Um, and the thing that I heard was the way that certain people look at the game is incorrect. So when when Russell Westbrook has a bad game, I should look at it from every what did everyone else do? Was that person good? Did that person do good? Did that person do good? So how do I look at it when he has a good game? Is it that Russ played well? Damn, Russ, that was a good pass by Russ. Damn, Russ finished that. Russ is hitting his three today. You see how it feels weird where when it's bad, it gets deflected to everyone else. Well, it's because you had two non-shooters on the court. Hold on. LeBron James, LeBron. LeBron James plays with those same lineups, and it's not that bad. So I think sometimes we have to start looking at the person but first. So let's evaluate it from player out. You're good, but you're weak at this spot. Let's not, let's not just take it to where, oh, for you to succeed, you have to have certain players around you. I can't build anything around you. You're not going to be a successful player if that's what I have to do. Uh, uh, granted, people do have weaknesses. Like, of course, certain players are going to be weak in certain areas, and they're really, really, really strong in other areas. And that's one thing that Russ does. So 
my beef with the the whole fit was the the contract because if Russ had other had better players around him, hundred percent, I feel like he would have succeeded as a Laker. But he couldn't do that because he was taken and not taken, but he accounted for $47 million of the cap, which ended up being three different players. Like if you look at it, like imagine if we could have got three different players for his contract and then had Russ, you would have seen what happened with the Clippers. Like we could say that, okay, they started on five or whatever, but Russell Westbrook, you can see that the, the way that he needs to play uh, is he's not going to be a max guy. You see the contract that he got with the Clippers now. It's somewhere around there. I would say it could be a little bit more. Uh, you, I mean, I think he got lowballed. You could probably give him a little bit more, but it's somewhere around there. And then you get him some pieces around him because we know where he's deficient at. He's not a good mid-range shooter. He's not a good three-point shooter. He can put hella pressure on the rim, and he is, has great vision as a playmaker, and he is a dog defensively. Sometimes he might get beat. Sometimes he might be looking off and fall asleep. But he is a dog defensively. So he has his strengths. He has his weaknesses. So the point that I'm trying to make is that. So the way what I what I equated directly in my head when I heard that. So we we praise Russell Westbrook for being the triple double leader and um, him having all these accolades as top 75 and MVP. Does anyone else get credit for any of the triple doubles, or is it just Russell Westbrook? That's I the mean, question. Russell all the triple doubles. What, what, wait, what are you asking? So Russell Westbrook gets all the credit for the triple doubles, right? I don't understand the question. I'm asking. No, it's really a simple. I'm not. It's not a trick question. Does, I, I, that, does, that, that's a rough. That's a. I don't know how to answer that. Because it's like you either get right. a triple double or you don't. He was the getting answer, them at a clip higher than anyone else. The natural answer that you want is that yes, he does deserve it. But for you to get a triple double, you have to have assists. You have to get rebounds. You have to score. So no matter what, what I'm trying to say is, no matter what you do in basketball, it's always a team thing, and it's always going to be with the fit. It, all, I mean, it, it almost seems as if the way that Russell Westbrook fans act is only when it's something good, Russell Westbrook gets the, the praise. But when it's something bad, it's because the pieces around him didn't work or because the coach did this to him or because this happened. We have to stop trying to back on that. other shit and just say yeah, Russell Westbrook didn't fit. Simple. He, hey, Russell, it wasn't a good fit. And he, his contract ate up most of the thing. We couldn't get people around him that he needed. And that's it. Just leave it there. That's, that's all I'm saying. All right, Chinago, go ahead. I know you want to respond. Go ahead. Yeah, like, like I can't speak for all Russ fans, but, like, my big thing with Russ is, like, I feel like what people overlook is, like, a dude like Russ, like, if you see how he, like, navigates with the media, like, the way he plays on the floor, like, me as a Russ fan, like I expect him to get all sorts of smoke. Matter of fact, I embrace it. Like I'm one of those kind of guys who's like bad publicity is better than no publicity at all. Like people say like him being on the Lakers was like horrible for like his legacy. I personally think it was great. Again, not speaking for all Russ fans, but that's just me. The shit I don't like as a Russ fan is when people start lying. Like, like, like you can like feel however you want about him, but like, like, we can't just ignore, like, all the good shit he does and then just talk about the bad. Like, 
you can have all your concerns and all that, but like when it comes to the conversation, like no one ever brings up moments. Like it's just always about like some numbers or like, oh, he turns the ball over and misses layups. Like everybody in the NBA doesn't do that. But like that's like I'm not gonna go too far on it because I don't really have much to say, but like that's the perspective I'm looking at his whole situation from like because like I don't want everybody I like I don't want him to be all favorite player like like I'm not like advocating the Lakers to like sign him back or anything like that but like when y'all having the rust conversation I just I just wanted to be honest like that's well, all so didn't I just didn't I just tell you I just named like four or five things that he is very good at didn't I pressure in the rim has great vision and he's a dog on defense yeah, but, like, my big thing is not saying you're the one saying, like, Russ was, like, the problem, so to say. But one of my big issues being in, like, the Lakers spaces is when, like, the best two players on the team are not performing. The third option is getting all the social media publicity for it. And that's one thing I found to be insane. Like, yeah, everybody is to blame, but, like, he would be trending on Twitter when y'all would lose. Like, shouldn't the best player on the team be trending on Twitter when y'all lose? Like, when the Mavericks lose, like, is fucking Christian Wood trending? Like, when the Bucks lose, is Drew Holiday trending? He was the problem, but it wasn't his fault that he was the problem. It was this contract, which, of course, he earned. But that I don't agree with that, but I'm not even going to go down that hole. I can, because, look, there's other players out there. There's context to it, Mr. Context. No, there's there's a hundred percent context because and this is this is also goes back to another thing that I said where I said that he's not made for this NBA. Due to the fact that there's other players out there that's making that type of money and their teams are succeeding because they have a wider skill set. Russell Westbrook's skill set is it's gotten smaller since his MVP year. He does not have that mid-range, he doesn't have that three-point shot. So his his the the his value to the team is yeah, still yeah, high, but it's shrinking. You can't have him on a huge contract like that and expect to win because his shortcomings hurt your team. He needs to be able to do certain things for you to allocate and say, okay, he is worth that forty-seven million. That you he can do it in moments, like you said. There's certain games and shit where you're like, bro, Russell Westbrook came through that game. He cannot consistently do it. He can't consistently do it through the whole year to where I can then validate him making $45 million. That's the thing about it. I mean, there's way too much context to get into, so I, I don't want to go down that hole. Well, well, here's the thing. First and foremost, I just, I just first and, foremost and this stands for also King, listen to the entire episode of the podcast. Now, uh, Tony, help me out with those links in the Jumbotron in the chat. I know you're working on it. But uh, hurry the fuck up, man. What else you got to do? Jesus Christ. Yeah, look, man. Look, Cinco to the Leche, man. Cinco, on, we're not going to get Leche on, if, you, if, you're not, if you don't take care of business, Tony. So, you know, on delay. Um, Roger, did you listen to the podcast? Nope. Man, I, I haven't watched the podcast statement. So my point is the latest also... Uh, has some issue on that with Russ, as well as Russ had some uh, self-awareness problem as well. Because if Russ had last year, instead of firing his agent, if he worked out with Lakers and 
took out his player option and signed renegotiated his deal like let's say like now he got only like 7 million for 2 years 47 plus 7 is only 50 54 or 55 million like if they have worked out a 3 year 16 17 those kind of numbers right uh, maybe even 18 18 million a year last year lakers could have had by annual exception tax uh, not non tax payer mid level exception they could have built a solid team around him but he immediately took the player option and like started a, like a music over there and lakers were like okay we have to pay luxury tax for 40 million so they started okay we will trade this guy then they try they were trying to find the trade like they thought they will be trading him but in the media they acted as though Darwin Ham has a plan for Russ Westbrook. That's the only issue I got with Lakers. Is Lakers should have been more transparent with them. That like, okay, we are going to trade you, but if you play well, like, it may be beneficial for you to go to the next team. Instead of saying like, okay, we got a plan. Darwin Ham has a plan to make make it work, and they signed all the guards. Like, if they are like incorporating Russ. rasen to the team right like they would have signed some other parts of the thing so but lakers operated in a mode where they thought they are going to trade russ so they signed all the guards but in the end they couldn't find the trade they couldn't get miles turner and buddy hill then they uh, they let it like that and write that okay russ uh, russ darwin ham has a plan for you and they took him and make him feel comfortable then but their primary objective was to trade him that's why like i got little bit of uh, fault in lakers as well lakers front office how they handled russ but they could have been little bit better but russ on the other hand has like last year he was not even self aware of what he is like he fired the agent who said like okay stay with the lakers prove your value so that like we can get a big contract next year but he didn't listen he fired that agent he uh, he acquired uh, he went with the new agent who specialized in buyout buyout uh, so like both party right, Roger, i'm going to stop you 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 all right so this is what we're going to do all right obviously we're going to continue this conversation. We're going to we are going to continue this conversation. But we're going to do, we're going to I think this is what moving forward. So, we're going to release our podcast like every like Monday, let's say by 1 p.m. Eastern, right? Either the Wednesday or the Thursday afterwards, we're going to do a we're going to do this weekly space. where we talk about like the themes of the episode but also this is an opportunity to have a conversation about the podcast right about that episode because i think for Cecil to come on the the episode and talk about it from a different perspective and then we're like all right well what do you think of the podcast no one is like only person has answered the question is evan like hey this is what i agreed with because you know like like my my brethren david says 
He says context is king. Context matters. So I want to do like I know Betty listened to the episode. If she grabs a mic, love to hear her thoughts on the conversation. Because like I said, it's not to agree. It's just, hey, give me your thoughts. Let's have a conversation about it. I think one of the things with the um with the podcast that it allowed me personally to just think about it's like, okay. Now, Roger just brought up the whole thing with the contracts and all of it, right? Now, where I, what I want to examine is do, last season, right, the offseason and then especially during the season, the way we were having conversations about Russ's contract, it's as almost as if we were the victims, right? Because... Let's let's go into the trade. Let's go into the, the trade to Washington, right? So, and then I'm going to unmute, but, you know, give me a second. Now, let's go into the trade. Was it even right for us to make the trade? We knew Russ's, we knew because we knew how much he would make that first season. We knew the value of uh, his salary if he picked up the uh the player option, like these were things that were not a surprise to us. We we also knew his skill set. We also said, okay, we also knew the players that we gave up, the draft picks that we gave up. Like, you know, I wasn't on Twitter then, but was when they made the trade, right? When the idea of, hey, Russ, AD, and LeBron, considering their skill sets, especially for LeBron and uh, Russ, was this a match that everyone overwhelmingly thought, oh, yeah, this is going to work? Like, look at what we gave up. Like, did 100% think this was going to work beforehand? Anyone could answer that question. I'm biased, but I did. Okay, Chinago thought it was work. Evan, you did you think it was... Did you considering everything, the skill set and also what the Lakers had to give up to get him, and also from a salary standpoint, you know, where that would put us. Did you think this was gonna work, Evan? I actually did. And I actually yeah, I I wrote a thing about it. I, I really thought it was gonna work because I had you know, I had a notion that, you know, with with LeBron getting older and with A D getting injured, like having somebody somebody who's an iron man for 82 games a season right was going to make a difference so that was that was my perspective when it first happened yeah but you know as as things you know progress and as the season went into it you you really saw how that just yeah it was just not going to come to fruition like that basically but yeah i i did yeah, believe it's it. a piggyback off what evan was saying like the whole Iron Man thing, like I thought his role would be to take the load off of AD and LeBron. In his first season, Braun, like not to be too salacious, was kind of chasing a scoring title. So that's when I was like, there's a like a discrepancy between what I thought was gonna happen and what's really going on. So Yeah, but that's so so that's a big cap though. Because like even if you measure him like in in his individual performance, like that's that's part that's probably one of the most like that's meant? that's probably like just like, my opinion. No, it, I, it, I know. 
when he was, it, he was it, a couple games away from a scoring title. I it, thought that it was simplifies nice. exactly what I said. That it's I know. I'm just trying to simplify the fact that LeBron's usage was high as hell, but I was trying to put it in more simple terms. Right, but due to the fact I that LeBron was chasing a scoring title, that is what made Russell Westbrook not perform well. Okay, I'll reword it. You you traded your depth for a facilitator and had the oldest guy on your team facilitate the whole season. So, like, you basically gave away two players for nothing in return. Wait, but so why why would you just assume that – and I don't think that's what what the Lakers assumed, that he would – you think they assumed that he was just going to come here to be a playmaker? Yes, that's what I assumed. No. But I was proven no, wrong. I was no, proven he wrong. was supposed to come here – and when, when you say things like take the line I assume when a team changes to a Hall of Fame point guard when they don't have a point guard on their team, they're looking for some playmaking. But I was proven wrong. So you're actually right. I'm not even saying I was right. So do you not know that LeBron James is the in the top four of assists all time? They don't they didn't need a direct hey, I'm agreeing with you. He could dude. come I'm and help. With you, dude. But wait, look, he could come and help. Which is what I think they wanted him to do. Yes, we want you know, I'm not agreeing with you because the playoffs proved that y'all did need a playmaker because he was doing all that playmaking during the regular season. And what happened when y'all hit the playoffs? He was deferring to Austin Reeves and D'Lo. So I'm like, why didn't you just do the game plan you're going to do in the playoffs in the regular season? Isn't that what y'all call uh, well, the playoffs? When it like, comes to Austin Reeves, habits. when it comes to Austin Reeves and D'Lo. They're not only can play make, but they can also be a threat to shoot and score. That's the reason why Russell it's different. also a scoring threat. Not saying he's like one of the best scores in the NBA, but he has a scoring title to his name. Like he oh, still he God. has. You're talking about a scoring title? What year? I'm just saying he has a scoring instinct. Like I'm not arguing he's Bradley Beal or Devin Booker, so, but like to say he's like he can't score. So this is like so, this is, season, he was eight this eight is what turns me off when I start hearing player stands, bro, is when you start saying stuff like that. Bro, you get that he, he was the leading scorer in the I'm just saying, like it's instincts, bro. Like I'm not saying he's still that guy, but like you don't lose that. Well, so like, you Jimmy lose Butler's the 35 ability, and he's doing that you lose like the, the ability to score the way you scored before. Yo, yo, Russ is young. You know, Russ is younger than Jimmy Butler, right? Like, oh you see what Jimmy Butler's still able to do, even older. Like, so wait, you don't just Russ, lose your game Russell, in your thirties. Then Russell Russell Westbrook won that scoring title in 2016, bro. I'm just saying it's a part of like like he's a pass first point guard who can score if Correct. needed. That's but how I always the, look the reason, at him. Look, the reason why it worked. It's because he was a pass-first point guard that can hit you with that midi, that he was efficient at the rim, and he could make a few threes. As those skills start to diminish, what happens is he doesn't he's no longer able to do that. So now it's really Whoa, just the numbers only went down because of the system. Like on the Wizards, none of these things were problems. They just he came on the Lakers and all of a sudden he just became ass. Maybe the system was ass. Okay, like, so in 2018, Russ played 80 games and he dropped from 31.6 to 25.4. And then he, the next year, he dropped to 22.9 points per game. He had, then had his, his year with Houston where he scored 27. And then his one year with Washington, 22. Lakers, 18 and a half, 15, 15, 15. 
You don't see the, the, the dropping of offensive production? You don't see it? Bro, 27, like, in Houston, it, like, is crazy. Wasn't that, that the was bubble year? Wasn't the yeah. bubble year? That was the okay, bubble year. Okay, wait, hold on. All right. Bo, We're not too far. That was, like, three years ago. But like, hold, on, Chinago, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, hold yeah, 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 I got you. I got you. I got you. I got you, nigga. All right, so this is what we're going to do. Because I know, I think Brian, Brian, give me a thumbs up if you listen to the uh, episode. Or you, you're on the mic. So did you listen to the episode? He just yeah, put I, did. His I did. Okay, okay. I did see the thumb. Okay. Unlike you, King. Unlike you. you. So let's you, do this. That's because you felt the thumb, motherfucker. So let's, let's, wow. So let's do this. You, wow. Okay. All right. So you know what you're you're yeah you know I got one all right I got go you. ahead bro Let's come on Let's prioritize the folks that have listened to the episode Betty you listened to the episode and thank you so much uh for you know the positive uh feedback and review What were your thoughts on the conversation with Cecil what did you agree with what did you disagree with what did you after listening to it what what were you left with Hello everyone Thank you for having me. Zen, Tony, King, Chinago. Mm. Hi, Betty. Hi. Slick, Brian, Evan, Raja. Shout out to all the mutes down in listener. First of all, if you're here and you have not listened to the podcast, you should be ashamed of yourself. If you support these guys, support them. It's like when Wendy Williams was saying on the show, she was talking about Sierra, Sierra, I think. And she was like, do y'all love Sierra? And they were like, yeah. And she's like, why don't you buy her music then? So if you support these guys, listen to the fucking podcast and share it and comment on it. Y'all know how the algorithm works by now. It's 2023. Get it together. So that's number one. Number two. I really did enjoy the conversation. The entire podcast was great, but I really did enjoy the conversation. But those of you that know me, you know, I love Russ. Never had a problem with him. I really wanted him to stay on the team and see if he could try to get a ring with LeBron. It wasn't meant to be. That's fine. But the things that Cecil was talking about, basically saying, you know, if you're going to come somewhere, it's like any job. If you're going to come somewhere because somebody that you know is there and they're telling you, okay, you're going to come here, we're going to get this, we're going to do this for you, we're going to do that for you, and you come and you're excited to come, and then those things don't happen, it can change your perspective on the job. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think that's completely understandable. And whatever was or was not going on in the locker room, Y'all can listen to the podcast for those of you that haven't to hear what Cecil was saying about that. Russ showed up for work every day. He showed up to play every day. He showed up to play hard every day. Unlike one of y'all's faves that I will not name. So you can say whatever you want about him, but you can't say that he didn't show up ready to work. You can't say that he's not professional. And I think 
most of us in here, we've heard Cecil talk several times, but for anybody who has never heard him talk before, I think it would be very interesting to them to hear the perspective of somebody who is a relative of a top 75 player because you don't get to hear that often. Other people that are not on Lakers Twitter all the time, the way that we are. So I think it was a great interview. I think it was a great get, and I really enjoyed it. Shout out to Meeting of the Gold Mines. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Well, okay. So, uh, so did, was there anything that you disagreed with that Cecil said? Um, the things that I would want to disagree with, I don't have the knowledge to know whether they're true or not. So, can't really disagree. Just things that he was talking about, you know, were said in the locker room and things like that. Listen to the podcast, Tanago. Yo, throw in the Jumbotron. I'm trying to support you. Help, help me out. God oh, damn. Damn, Tony, help me out. Anyway, Tony will get on it, man. Look, you know what, man. Tony, we made this Funko. We made this Funko doll, right? And it has like, it's like, we call it the Super Mojito. You guys saw it tweet us out. And like, it's like he's wearing like the spandex and the cape. Right? Super Mojito. And I swear, since we made that Funko doll, man, like, Tony's really been feeling himself. He he actually wears the cape. Like, he actually wears that outfit in real life now. And he he's only available to... to that uh, doll is so cute. I'm not gonna lie. I love that doll. Yeah, he don't, like, we have to call... When we call him, like, you know, a receptionist answers, half the time he's not available. So, it's just like, you know... He really taking this this super mojito thing too far, man. So, uh, you know, um, sire Mo- sire mojito, can you please put the uh, the links to the uh, podcast on the jumbotron? Like, you know, um, ah, folks. Like I said, man, we don't duck the fucking smoke. We don't duck the fucking smoke. We got Cecil in here, um, folks. When I tell you we do things differently. And when I tell you that we stand 10 toes down, that's what we do. Um, Cecil, uh, what's up, brother? How you doing, man? Yo, can you hear me? Yep, we can hear you. How you doing, man? I'm busy, man. <laughs> I'm like, I got so much going on. But no, I just wanted to just hop in and, you know, uh, hop in the conversation. I know uh, you guys were talking about the pot and whatnot. So, um, yeah, man, I'm just, I'm just up here chilling. No, I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Look, folks, here's the thing. Um, I reached out to Cecil yesterday, say, hey, we're going to, or either yesterday or the day before, saying, hey, we're going to do this, uh, like this aftermath uh, space, you know, give a chance, you know, for the Twitter community to respond to the episode, which, you know, some have have, have not, but, as you know, they haven't yet. But, you know, Cecil was like, yo, I might, I'm, you know, going to be busy, going to try for him to show up. Like I said, stand up, like, you know, stand up shit. So I appreciate that. Um, we also know folks are going to disagree. You know, Evan, he disagreed with some points. Um, I want to hear from Brian. Brian, you listen to the post, uh, to the podcast, man. Uh, what were your thoughts? What was your thoughts on the conversation? What did you agree with? With uh, You know, what did you disagree with? Cecil is here. What's up, man? Uh, yes, sir. Thanks for having me. Uh, shout out to Purple and Gold, man. That was a, that was a nice pod. 
I'm looking forward to more episodes. I like the shit y'all doing now. Y'all just keep going. You know, <clears throat> I'm going to be honest. From my perspective, I am a Russ fan, but most importantly, I am a, I'm a fan of hoops, like just in general. So I'm not just going to sit here and be biased like all these other these so-called stands or whatever. But it's just my whole thing, like what Betty was saying earlier, just like we come in in this space talking about, you know, the topic or whatever. And then like half the people hadn't even watched the whole thing. And I'm just like, you create this whole story of what you your opinion on the podcast when you didn't even watch the whole thing. So I'm just kind of, how can you, you, you know, I'm not saying that you can't have an opinion on it, but you can't just full go full force and disagree with somebody over something if you didn't watch the whole thing. If you watched the whole thing, you disagree with it, cool. You know? I like, I, everybody have different perspectives and their own opinions, and everybody should get, give their own opinion. But that's just my thing with the whole that. But, I mean, honestly... When we talk about the topic itself, it's just, yeah, it didn't work, you know, what I would have liked to work, sure. But, you know, I just like the shit just to be honest and just let's be real here. And it's just like people just get so caught up with like, oh, you're a player of a fan or you are, you this and that. And then these, these team fans, like, you know, whoever your team is, like fans, Heat fans, whatever. They just feel like they just, you know, they look at these player friends like we're just some type of fucking <laughs> a different a different breed. Like we're not fans, you know. I get that you love your team and you you you've been supporting your team for for how long? But end of the day, just like players can mess up and have mistakes, teams can do the same thing. And you got to be honest. Like you can't just sit there and just be like, oh yeah, this and that. He said something about my team, so he's wrong. Yeah, end of the day, everybody. This wrong things in the situation, you know, could have could have worked. Maybe we don't know, but it didn't happen that way. But it should sit and just kind of like lie, kind of like fabricate some things, or just to push a narrative that you don't don't like X player or you don't like X team. And just like, it, trust me, I, there's some there's some rust fans I, I I just can't stand. <laughs> I I hate them because they they have this obsession with something and they can't see the whole full picture of it. I get it, but you can't, I'm a fan of basketball. And if it's just my opinion, if you're a fan of something, if you like watching something, you, you understand when your ex player that you like, you like, you know, you like to watch. In my case, I like Russ. If Russ had a bad game, I'm not going to sit here and Nick pick and be like, Oh yeah, he did this one. This one. He had a bad game. Be honest with you. There's some bad games. He'll tell you that bad game. But I'm not going to just overly compliment him or overly just, you know, shit on him or anything like that. It's just like you got to look at the whole game as a hoop. Like, yeah, he had a bad game, but, you know, this and that, the things happen. I guess, you know, to what Cecil was saying, like that, the whole game of basketball is people forget that it's a team game. You can't just go out there. As greatest players like LeBron and MJ are, you can't just go out there and just be like, you know what, I'm here. Time to win. You got pieces around the whole team that get you there. Michael didn't get them six rings, just him. Was he a big part of it? Yeah. It wasn't just him. LeBron didn't get his chips. It wasn't just him. Like, let's, let's be, like, honest about some of this shit. I get these, these players are great, and then 
some of these some, some players are greater than others. You don't need as much help. But at the end of the day, basketball is a team sport, and we have to, you know, we have to keep that into put that into account. And please, when y'all say, let's use context. Use context all around. Don't use context when it's convenient to you, because that's not context. <laughs> it's really not. Like, if you're gonna use context, use it all around. Don't just put context where you feel like you know that will work for your argument or your counter argument. Use the whole thing. Don't make excuses. That's all, man. But it was a great pod, man. I really enjoyed it. But you know, hey Tony, hey Tony, put that on a T-shirt. Uh, don't use context. Uh, just to, what? What? Don't use context. What? Just uh, to suit you? What? What was that? The quote? Where King at? King at? Yeah. Where? Where is King at? Yeah. Yeah. yeah just like, fucking that. That, it, it, that bothers me. Just like provide context, and then somebody else was trying to apply, uh, apply context to something that they don't agree with. Now you're not allowed to apply context. It's like, hmm. Okay. Well. I guess it's only a one race streak type shit, you know? That's just hey. me, though, but... <laughs> You know what? We've been calling behind the scenes on PGM. We've been calling King a seasonal worker. I think now we're going to call him <laughs> uh, part-time context. That's what we're going to do. So shout out to part-time context. You're not getting rid of that name until January at the earliest. But see, how about, how about, how about selective content? Yo, um, I, I think wait, sorry, real quick, yo, yo, Cecil, your cousin sucks at basketball. I'm, I'm not gonna hold you, but uh, Chicago, come on. Anyway, you um, come on. Sh- first off, uh, shout out to Purple and Gold Mines, um, for having me on. Number one, uh, I know we, well, the person behind it, I, I don't, I don't know. Sometimes whoever hosts the account, um, but one of them, um, I know we kind of. Got off on the wrong foot, and so. Oh, that uh, was it's me behind the account. It's then okay. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> um, yeah. So you know, we got the wrong foot, wrong foot. But um, I got approached about the pod uh, last week, I think. Um, and we did it, and it was good. Good conversation. Great conversation. Um, what I'll say honestly is, I, to the whole context thing, I know that get that word gets thrown around, but I think people who vouch for why he sucks or why he had a bad game, all this stuff. The issue with the whole context thing is, like, it's it, it's so easy to say that stuff because you don't know the context. Like, you'll never know the context. Like, if you're talking about looking at the game and you're trying to figure out why he had a bad game, to be honest, a lot of people will never know the context. Um or they just decide to ignore certain factors that happen throughout the season, throughout the game, so forth. So that's one. Um, two, I think the biggest thing, and I've seen it, and a couple of people in here have done it, is they'll tell people to move on, right? Move on. Get over it. All this stuff. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, cool. Right now, currently, there's a situation where Jordan Poole's in Washington and you have Draymond running his mouth and Jordan Poole's family is now speaking up. Guess what Warrior fans and Draymond fans are doing? Move on. 
what are you doing? Move on. Get over it. Why are you living in the past? So I, I think I find it laughable when people tell other, well, including me, they tell me, I'll speak for myself. They tell me to move on, right? But these are like, these are things that has happened that obviously family members and friends, close friends, are going to speak about it, are going to speak up on because that's their right. They're valid for doing that. So if you're going to say, well, get over it, move on, that's a very tough ask because when you have a letter, and I tweeted about this yesterday about the whole Draymond thing, like, there's a level of investment, a level of commitment to that team organization for that period of time, not just with players, but with connections, with peers, with um, circles, with agency, stuff like that. So when you wrong them, and then when people start speaking up, don't come crying on that, talking about, oh, get over it. You can't, it's, you cannot, I find that confusing on why people say that. You know what I'm saying? To people who are close to situations. Um, but, I mean, back to the whole, you know, pod thing, like, I mean, hey, I, I said what I said. Um, and me being fortunate to, I guess if you want to say be close and all that stuff, I mean, it is what it is. But I, I think there's just a lot of stuff that was missing um, that a lot of people will have arguments about, but they're missing a lot of stuff. Um, like for me, I like we knew like Russ was pretty banged up most of the time. Like if you guys haven't noticed, like he played with tape on all 10 of his fingers damn near. Um, and then when he got to the Clippers, he was able to get some sort of break. Um, that's why he had the all-star break and he didn't really do anything to heal up. And he was shooting better because he had, Healthy hands, like yeah, that break during free agency too. Don't forget about that. I can't hear you. What you say? I said he had that break during free agency too. Don't forget about that. Uh, I'm talking about doing an All Star break. Yeah, I was saying he had another break too when uh, he got traded to Utah and wasn't playing. I know it was that was during that was attached. Oh yeah, it was All Star. Okay, got you, got you. Sorry. (laughs) Oh my gosh, yeah, that was attached during the All Star break. Um, so. Purposely, you know, taking that time off to rest and get away from everything, it helped. But it's just, like I said, it's when it comes to the conversations about that person from fan, even all the way down to professional media, um, it seems as if people tend to not always get it right. Um, And one of the things that I think I said on the pod about media is media they tend to turn on you when, one, you don't give them what they want, and two, it appears as if you're not uh, personable, you know, no matter how they slice and dice it. But truth of the matter is, like, all players, all players at least have one, like, journalist, media person they just don't mess with. If it impressors, there's always that one that they're very short with, or they just ignore the question. Um, That's just a fact. Like, every player has that one. And partially because that reporter usually crosses the line or they just don't read the room. Um, and then that spreads onto other reporters who feel like they can do it too. So it's just, there's multiple things that, you know, that transpired. But again, it was um, a good pod, good conversation. Uh, for those who disagree, I mean, 
happy for you. Uh, like I don't know, I don't know what to tell you. But um, if you choose to disagree, um, please, I would love to have a conversation about it. Uh, probably not now because I'm running on time. But I wanted to, you know, pop in on the conversation and um, say my piece about it and support the pod and uh, go from there. Yeah, appreciate that. Uh, before we get to Betty, I wanted to say two things. Uh, one, uh, Chinago and whoever else, because, you know, we, we're a prisoner to the uh, algorithm right now. Um, in the Jumbotron and in the chat, we shared the links for Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio. So, um, yeah. So check it out. It's in the Jumbotrons. You don't have to listen this second, but you can at least, you know, find it, save it, like it, subscribe. So you can, uh, you know, put it on your to listen list. Um, I want to say this real quick. So, like I said, 10 toes down. And I'm not even trying to be funny right now. Now, I was trying to be funny uh, a few months ago when, when are I you made funny? that comment. <laughs> Thank you, Betty. I was trying to be I was trying to be funny a few months ago when I made that comment about hey, the mildew of the NBA, and, and you know, and we spoke about it. But the, I will say this: we spoke about it, we addressed it, and. We this is episode two of our podcast. Cecil is, uh, you know, our first non PGM person to come on. He's our first guest. Only thing I can do, yo, shout him out. Like I said, I said it before. Give him his flowers because not one thing. I one thing we all know about Twitter is very few people will because I'll you know I'll say because of the family connection. Um, you know, Russ, yeah, I will, will see, so will be okay, like a representative of Russ, right? But it was also a unique, his unique position being a fan of the Lakers, and something I've said earlier, I'm repeating myself, but also being a cousin of Russ, we're talking about criticism versus hate. One thing we know about social media, especially on this fucking bird app, is that people will talk about you, but they're not willing to talk to you. Or they'll do another thing. If they disagree with you, they don't even want to have a discussion. It's as if like, hey, we only can talk to people that we 100% agree with. And folks, I'm telling you, never have been, never will be. That's not what PGM are. We embrace our differences um, because shit, I swear on everything. If If I went to Walmart and bought one of those boxes, the Crayola boxes of the 128. You y'all are old enough to remember that 128 box, and uh, it had the little sharpener in the back, right? Uh, well, Slick will say it had the sharpener in the booty hole. That's what uh, Slick would say. You remember so that one? You remember? Yeah, that's what? exactly what you would say. That Crayola box with the 128. If I bought it and I went home and that shit was the all the same color, I would be pissed. I would be a little disappointed. It's beautiful when we can have civil discourse and share difference of opinion in a decent and still be decent to each other. So I got to shout Cecil out. Betty, I know you've been having your hand up. Maybe you have to respond to something or want to ask Cecil a question or, or whatever. So go ahead. The floor is yours. Thank you very much. Woo! 
there been a lot of talking about me that ain't been said to me, but we're not here to discuss that. Okay, so first of all, I want to say that <laughs> they put the links up here to um, the audio of the podcast. What I would recommend to everyone here, if you have not seen it or listened to it, I would recommend to go on YouTube and watch it because both the lovely Tone and Cecil were on camera. And I think it's more impactful to see and watch them as they're talking and speaking about certain things. So, and you don't have to sit there, you know, and watch it like you're watching a show, but just when certain things are said to be able to see how they're saying it and their body language, I think it's more impactful. So my recommendation is watch it on YouTube. Don't just listen to it. That's number one. Number two, if there are any other beefs, Zen or part-time context King has, that y'all want to air out on the podcast. I think that could be great publicity for y'all. So that might be something to think about if there are any other beefs that need to be settled. And then number three, what I will say is there was a discussion about like Russ and the media and that young lady that had asked him a question about um, like saying something about like he was being acrobatic on the court or something like that. And what I will say about him and the media, because I actually have paid close attention to this, is sometimes you know a reporter will ask him a question and he won't be looking at them or he'll be looking down or something like that every single time a woman reporter has asked him a question he has always looked at her directly he has always been very respectful and that is something that i as a woman pay attention to and that i noticed so he has never done that to a woman so that's something that i thought about when i was listening to that and that i felt deserved to be mentioned Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Um, I'll say this, responding to what you said, Betty. One thing about Purple and Gold Mines, we're out here with the people. So we are willing to have a conversation with uh, with anyone. And I, I see several people here, you know, that we would love to bring on as guests uh, and have cool conversations like with. Like Thank you. Oh, we're not getting into we're not getting into specifics. Yeah, we're not, we're not getting into that, Betty. Betty we're oh, not getting into uh, specifics, but I probably oh, just. I would like to say this one thing and move on. Purple and gold mines are out here with the people. We are willing to have conversations with the people because we are out with the people. We're not chilling. We're not sitting in our castles. Enough said. Brian, what's the... Wait, do, do we have a castle? No, but some people, you know, some people have castles. They they stay in their castles, and uh, and they're not out there with the people. But we are out there with the people. So, um, you know, uh, I rather, you know, we're not we're not we're not on that you know that royalty hype. Brian, what's up? Yeah, I just got one more thing for you know, I hop out. But again, thank thank you for having me and everything. It's just my just advice to people just in general, when you're reading things and you're trying to take things for facts and knowledge, always look at these reports and all these other things that come out about players or whatever. It didn't even matter. Just just anything, really. Just remember their reports. You got to take it with a grain of salt. Like You can't just take those and make it facts when you don't even know yourself. You're just reading about things. Like, 
rest with the whole agent and things like people like oh yeah you did this happen and this happened. I'm just like do you even know like like you, you just went back to a report that says it that could be false could be true you don't know but it, it just feel like my advice just when you're looking at these news and things you're speaking on facts and just well your quote unquote facts just just know that not everything you see on Twitter in, in articles are true and you got to be, you know, smart to understand that. Not saying that all this, all this stuff is, is fabricated, anything like that. Just be careful of those things, and that's that's really it. And just that's just really why I want to speak on that. But you know, just appreciate it, and just uh, hey. appreciate you, man. Appreciate you. And hey, real talk. Thank you for um, listening to the podcast. Uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, appreciate the support. Um, so it it does mean a lot. Uh, I know Tony had his hand up, and then um, yeah, the Super Mojito had his hand up, and then we'll get back to Steve. yeah. No, I just wanted to say that I I kind of agree with what Brian said, and and that's kind of like the there's there's a moment in the in the episode um, that basically Cecil pointed out like you know we're viewing this as the third party. And that's true. That's that's facts. Like we're not we're not there. We are we are not there. And even in negotiations, even in even in when when things happen, we don't know the we don't know the real facts. We don't know the real truth. But the one thing that we could that we do know is that they are they are human beings. Like and, and that's and that's something that, you know, sometimes you can't you shouldn't be crossing a line, regardless of the fact, you know there as as a fan and i can say this like and and shout out to 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 Tony, <laughs> like modern family and and looking at like in terms of like how you how you digest the uh, just the content that is the nba and just like sports in general like sometimes when things happen you do have a reaction to it you do have a and you also create sometimes an emotional attachment here and there. Like it's, it's part of the, it's, it's just part of also the, the thing that people don't, don't kind of understand it. Like this is sometimes is part of our entertainment, but like Twitter, like every facet in social media, like it's, it's a tool, but this ain't real life either. Again, like, like this is just one eighth of a real conversation. Like, if we have a real conversation, we should have it, you know, face to face. We should have it through like even even like what we're doing in, in the in the podcast. Like that's a real conversation, you know, being open minded and trying to figure out like, am I wrong? What am I like? What are you viewing? Like put put yourself on their shoes, put yourself on my, like and, 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 fi- and figure out what's what, because like that's a conversation, a real dialogue starts with that point, like you can't be close-minded, and if you are, fine. But at the same time, there's always respect. King, so king, <clears throat> king. Oh yeah, of course. But hey, that's part of the purple and gold mine charm. Like we kind of have a little bit of everything. So, but uh, yes, yeah, uh, Cecil has his hand up. Uh, what what's up, Cecil? Yeah, what's up, Cecil? Yo, I'm a, uh, I'm a head out. But I will say, like my conversations are just 
one of the reasons why like I don't really be in spaces like that to speak because it's hard to have conversations when you do know. You know what I mean? Like it's I think fans, like Tony said, come from a third party perspective. So I'm a fan too. But I think when basketball conversations get kind of crazy, I think for me personally, it's like it's hard to have those type of conversations because everything is narrative driven. And I said this on the pod. I, I think the issue, even with the game, talking about the game, is we individualize so much of this game. And, you know, I, I, I just, I hope that, you know, real conversations about the game can grow. Um, I will say this, like, I, well, I, I don't know if I said this on the pod, but I, I can see the bubbling of the type of treatment that um, Russ got. And I, I see it on certain players when it comes to the fan base. I can see it happening. Um, because even a couple of days ago, I seen on this app about like a certain civil war between like two players or whatever about who's the better player and all this stuff. And it's like, unless there's a, there's a, there's a time where people can actually understand like this is a team game and there's so many factors that involve wins and losses, not just individualizing the player, how good or bad he was. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying excuse the person's performance. I'm not saying that at all. Like for Russ has some trash games for sure. But when you factor in everything else that involves that trash performance or um, spaces in the season where certain things felt off or whatever, then I think that's when basketball conversations concerning, especially concerning the team, the Lakers, um, can get better. But until then, it's always going to be kind of this like, okay, who's the next victim? We're going to, you know, pressure and make sure that they perform better. Like, and I'm seeing it right now. Like, I'm seeing it in real time right now with a couple of the players that you guys have on the team. And so, yeah, man, I, um, that's all I really got. But I'll I'll chime in with you guys later. But, no, shout out to uh, Purple and Gold Mines. Uh, Tony, I know KB popped in late um, during the recording. But shout out to you guys for having me. Um, and most of all, honestly, most of all being respectful. Um, that's the main thing that we kind of hang our hat on. And being honest and being respectful. Um, See, so many... there will be a part two. There will be a part two. <laughs> there's too many times where I've, I myself have received, like, death threats, disrespect, um, all this stuff. Um, even still, you know what I'm saying? Even, you know, now that he's on the Clippers, I'm still getting DMs over stuff that I really can't even speak on. You know what I'm saying? Or I choose not to speak on. You know what I'm saying? So, um what happened then was what happened then. It was a lot, but hey, we're here now. You know, wish the Lakers well, um, and that's that. But appreciate y'all, and uh, uh, holla, y'all. All right, man. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Um, yeah, man. It's about having those respectful conversations, uh, and even it's about also having those conversations where it might be a little, it might be uncomfortable. You know, um, I asked Sony. Last week, I asked Tony, because, uh, you know, we're thinking about different topics. It's off-season, so, you know, the last thing I would ever want to do is, you know, talk about the same shit over and over and over again. So we said, what can we talk about that we haven't? So, you know, we're thinking about the big themes, yeah. and it's like, okay, criticism versus hate. 
And you know what's funny? He was um when we started that segment, that you know, that conversation, the first question that I asked, not to Cecil, was to Tone. I said, okay. Because it started off talking about LeBron. This let me tell you what sparked the conversation, folks. And once again, listen. It's because when LeBron had the oh the ESPYs, when he went to the ESPYs and he got the, you know, the award for sports moment of the year, you know, he addressed his supporters, those who loved him. He also addressed his haters. And it was just like, well, how the fuck could anyone truly hate LeBron? Like family man, never been in trouble with the law, all time great player. Right. And so. Ask the Chinese. Right. All right, all right, Chinago, you haven't listened, man. Uh, you haven't listened to the podcast, and you no, all the listeners. Yeah. So, but what I'm literally there's there's like there's one. By 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 the way, like I didn't post every single link, but but below the one of the jumbotron, there is two more links. Uh, the Google one, for some reason, doesn't want to like it's there. It's just there's no shareable link for some weird reason. Oh, I, I got but, the Google. I got the Google podcast link. Oh, cool. Perfect. Yeah, I put it up. I like, put it up for some... All right, great. So, anyway, again, like, uh, and Zen, I didn't want to cut you off, but, you know, let's go to KB oh, because I don't know if he has to. Yeah, let's go to KB. Let's go to KB. Uh, appreciate you guys again. Uh, thank you, everybody who attended and listened to the podcast. God damn it. Man, um, I'm pretty sure uh, Zen, which is the funny part because I was dying on my phone when you were talking about it, didn't I predict that Shinago wasn't going to listen to the podcast and just try to talk? No, we, but, sure. KB, before sure. we, before, look, before you got in here, yeah. we did a breakdown. We said, Chinago, we were mm-hmm. on a group call yesterday saying this is exactly <laughs> what we told them. We told them. I don't know how you guys' bad promo is my fault. Whoa, it's okay. All right. I was literally thinking yesterday, like, damn, we're just shooting free throws. I'm like, I need something to listen to to right now. YouTube and put in purple and gold lines. You don't know how to do that. Hey, if you can, if you can, just put. Hey, you know, I will say this real quick, KB. I'm glad that Chernago said that. Mm -hmm. If you like anything that we're doing, uh, on if it's on YouTube, if it's the podcast, if it's on Twitter, if it's in playback, you know what? If you want to drop a few coins to uh, that will go directly toward our marketing budget, so blind motherfuckers who can't uh, and illiterate motherfuckers like Chinago will be able to uh, see what we're doing, please. That will mean a lot. The tips jar is open. It will everything. That every like donation tip that we get, it's we're investing a hundred percent of it right back into the platform. So this will go towards our marketing budget. Um, so yeah, show some love, folks. It, the tip shards is open. KB, yeah. go ahead, man. Appreciate you, Zen. And I agree with Ms. Bay saying, yeah. Well, I don't know what you're talking about when it comes to promos, my guy. But uh, yeah, we we've put a lot out there. We, Nina Westbrook dropped a podcast this morning, and I listened to like half of it. Before hopping Jesus in the space, Christ, bro, that, that, that doesn't have any. Maybe you should take some notes from Westbrook. What are you? You you what can't is... even listen to the whole podcast of a man you say you love. <laughs> oh my oh. god, we got that on recording. Because... We got that on recording. Oh god, wow. Okay. Because y'all open up the space. If, if it wasn't for the space, that's what I was listening to. Well, you know what? Y'all should me... feel great. 
Y'all are more important than Russell Westbrook. He stopped Man. listening to Russell Westbrook to come listen to y'all. Hey, Tony, his wife. It was his wife. I need you to isolate that uh, that audio, Tony. Thank you. You're like, hey, Thank Betty, you. who who are we more important than? And then it will it will uh, play that audio. So please, Tony, we need that uh, clipped. Oh, it was his that. wife. We it was his that. wife. No, you, we ain't clipping that. We clip another thing you just said. But hey, you just giving us more ammo. But just so I can go ahead and go, so we can get to Miss Betty. Um, but yeah, um, the conversation that I, I I'm pissed because I kind of missed basically the main chunk of it, but I was able to talk to Cecil um, off the recording and when we were done. So I actually learned a lot about him, uh, what Westbrook went through, and all that stuff. So I'm actually glad that I was able to talk to him. Because I was one of those people. I'm not afraid to admit it. Like uh, Zen says, we don't duck smoke. I was that one person to be like, who the hell is Cecil? He can't be what's called cousin. Because he over here just caping for him. That's what I used to say. Until I was able to talk to the man and actually <laughs> listen to him. Yo, you're there crazy, ain't no, bro. There ain't no fucking way. So I was like, bro, I was dead wrong. And you know, I told him that. So, I mean, look, I'm not afraid to admit when I'm wrong. So I'm just glad I was able to learn from the man. And, uh, yeah, like I said... Wait, I KB, I have a question, though. What's if up? somebody is my cousin, aren't I going to cape for them 1,000%? <laughs> you just thought I mean, he was just a That's not 100%, Kate, that's not 100% true. I mean, yeah, I got beef for my fam. So, uh, No, I mean, as in cape, uh, Betty, I mean, just he could do no wrong, which that's not Cecil. Cecil let people know when he fucked, you know, Russ, we got a bad game, like he said before he got off. So I was always like, why every single time somebody says something about me, I was like defending for him. But on top of that, when I was able to actually talk to him, there was other stuff that he explained that for reasons what happened with those games. And it wasn't every single time I heard Cecil talk. It was just certain stuff where I was like, bro, like, who is this guy? And so, you know, until you learn about the person, you don't know him. Of course, I mean, some people were quick to judge, which I did. So um, I should have done that. Um, that was dead ass wrong. But, uh, yeah, other than that, I don't know about Zen and Tony, but. I need their nah, nah, real quick. That whole I got I pushed back on that whole cousin thing, man. I got a fucking uh cousin, you know, one of on my Jamaican side. Uh his name is Ricky. And I I don't really like using the word nigga, but like this nigga, he like <laughs> I, when I was nine years old, right? This nigga gave me a counterfeit twenty to go uh get some food at KFC. Uh, you know how traumatizing. First of all, it's fucked up. I was hungry, and you know, mind you, you get twenty dollars to go to a fast food restaurant as a kid. Like this is rich. like you know fucking Candyland, and yeah. that shit was counterfeit. Like I swear, he ended up getting deported, but I know exactly where he lives because you know he always hits up family for money or or WhatsApp credits. Malcolm, you know what's up with the WhatsApp credit, but like I swear to God, I'm I might go to Jamaica in October. Soon as All I right. see him, I haven't seen him in like 15 years. I'm, I am fucking beating the shit out of him. Uh, and yeah, Wait, it's been almost 30 years. I don't give a fuck. You're gonna go publicly and bash him though? No, he, I think he, he just did. No, he deserves no, it. No, he just and told Ricky's a story. No, he gave me a counterfeit 20. No, but I'm saying, like, you would just be publicly just going around bashing him, even though you have an issue. That's what I'm asking. Oh, absolutely. Ricky? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Ricky, yes. 
Absolutely. Fuck okay. them, man. So even my oh, cousins my that I don't talk to, I would not just be going around publicly bashing them. But okay. You know, yeah. the levels of emotional maturity between Zen and I, they're different. But anyway, go ahead. Continue. No, I was just gonna no, say, no, no. It's, it's go back, AB. Go ahead, man. Twenty, uh, no, pay twenty dollar bill, man. This guy. I hope there's a part two with Cecil and uh, talking to him when the regular season gets started, because uh, I'd love to have another conversation with him. But uh, go ahead, Miss Betty. Thank you, KB. I just want to say, I think you can definitely do a part two, even on criticism versus hate, and get some other people's perspectives, like people that aren't you know related to people that play, because I think it's I think it's a good conversation to have because a lot of times. People will say things that um, they will say is valid criticism, and it's not. It's hating. Like, for example, this is a conversation that I had with Zen. Zen and I are known as, like, the two biggest AD haters on this app. And I said to Zen, I said, you know, you literally started a GoFundMe for eight to get AD a motor, that's hating. Like, we don't actually hate that man, but to colloquially call us haters is accurate. So, like, I think it's a it's a good conversation to have. And um, there is an amazing Black woman on this app, and she said, you know, if even if you hate me, that's love, too. And if you think about it, that's true. And so ever since I heard that, that's been one of my mottos. Because if I'm on your mind that much, that's love too. So I just wanted to add that into the conversation. All right, look, look, real quick, okay, because you want to bring it, okay, look, don't bring me up here, okay? Because first of all, okay, you got, I want, I want someone to tell me, name one thing that I have ever said about Anthony Medicaid Davis, that isn't true. Are we really saying that he doesn't need a be- uh, a better motor? Okay. The point, the point is, said like that, it's going into hater territory as opposed to saying, oh, I'm just giving constructive criticism of the person. That's the point I'm making. Question, well, Zen. Um, does Shaq needed a motor when we needed him? Oh, did, we're talking about the diesel? We we're talking about uh, yeah, like that. That diesel, diesel needed some new, yeah. That diesel needed some new glow plugs at times. Just saying, like, yeah. We watching one of like 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 we watching one of like going back and just watching Shaq and watching like certain plays. I'm like, yeah, like didn't Shaq get like blocked by a guard? Like all, to all a certain the time. Ex- yeah. So I'm not well. I'm I'm just saying, and his reaction was like, uh. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's kind of like the same lethargic reaction that AD has. So, I don't know, man. Yeah. Can I ask a no, question? I don't, I don't know about, well, because it's just like, okay, this guy was a funk, a fucking Tonka truck. And if sometimes he's like, man, I just fucking ran through 10 walls, I'm going to chill. It's just like, well, fuck. All right, but like I said, man, like Anthony Medicaid Davis, put it on the shirt, Tony. Um, let's get let's get this list. We get the Chicago. You want to be 
a hater. You want to be a hater. You enjoy it. You like it. And that's fine. But I'm just saying, don't pretend like you're not. I don't think, like, the thing is, I actually hold Anthony Davis to a higher standard than most people. Because most people will say, oh, I'm not, you're an AD hater. I'm like, okay, well, AD should be the best player in the league, or at least in the conversation for top three. Well, he's just not that guy. He's not a one, he's not a, a number, he's not a 1A player. I feel he's a 1A player. A folks who says they that they are not wait, wait, can I just ask you a question? Two. Can I ask you a mm-hmm. question? When you say I think he's a 1A player, what do you mean by that? As in being the the top dog of a team, the cornerstone player for a winning franchise. I believe that he that he is that guy. Folks will tell me that he's really a number two. And I'm just like, well, who's being the hater? Does being a 1A include that you have to be a good leader? More times than not in this game, it's usually yes. Or at the very least, you are at least one of the leaders on the team. Because there is a difference between being the best player and then being the leader. When the the Miami Heat days... You could argue that Braun was the best player, but D Wade was the leader of the squad. Um, but so, but you at least have to be, if it's the co-pilot when it comes to leadership or the vice president of leadership, you at least have to be in that realm. You, you know, you can't be the best player and the most immature person. Uh, that never works. You know, shit. You can argue, you can look at New Orleans and look at Zion. Exactly. It just doesn't work. Just a quick announcement. Uh, anybody who wants to see if you guys listen to all this, um, all the smoke podcast, um, there was a part that um, Harrison Bar- Harrison Barnes. There was a part where Matt Barnes was talking about uh, Kobe Bryant's nephew bawling because Austin Reeves gave him a phone call for his birthday, and uh, I found the video. It's pretty dope because I didn't know. I never knew that Austin Reeves had that type of effect on people. So. Uh, yeah, uh, that was a pretty what good thing. What you trying to say? I didn't what know Austin was famous like that. I didn't know he had, I didn't know he was famous like that. Stop Have y'all been in these spaces? Be, stop trying to be shady, KB. Stop trying to be shady. <laughs> I was told in this space Austin Reeves is a top five white person of all time. What the fuck? Oh I heard God. that in this space. Well, from who? <laughs> I think you're misquoting. I heard that here. I, Shinago, this is what gets you. I think that something's wrong with you. Started. Is he? I think that I think Shinago might be right. I think that's the Tony thing. I mean, (laughs) start naming, I guess. I would pick I would pick Bird, Wes, Walton. No, he said white people, period. Yeah, he didn't just say person. NBA players. Number one is Dolly Parton. I know that. <laughs> no question. Did you no, did you ever see Yeah, I mean damn. I I never seen a guy from Arkansas kind of go and say I'm him in different versions or I fuck you up in national TV. But that's neither here or there. I'll put him between like JFK and Tom Brady, like somewhere in that middle ground. What? 
Did Wait, they what? Me your top five white people of all time list? Tom Brady. Oh my God. Okay, next topic. I'm gonna go back on mute and put my you hand know, up. You know he's from uh, uh, from a. Wait, who's Colorado a better white Miami person Miami. than Tom Brady? He's from San Mateo. A lot of them. Wow. A lot of them. <laughs> Yo, like a lot. By the way, like wait. Like didn't didn't he divorce the model just because? Let's not, let's not talk about that. Shit, I mean, I've never divorced a model. And all, depends, she, she only wanted more time. Type of model. Shinaga, that's depends, assuming you can get that type of. Never mind. Never mind. Yeah, it depends on what type of model because if I mean, like you know I'm not, if if she's just a foot model and it's just like wait. Well, no, wait. Okay, if that's your thing, then that's your thing, man. Like. Uh, we're not we're, we're in PGM. We don't judge, but uh, let's go to Betty. That is fucking hilarious. <laughs> Y'all are so crazy. So here's my question. So a conversation mm-hmm. about whether AD is one A or not has that been talked about too much to be a podcast topic? Oh, oh we're no, gonna we, have a discussion. What well, we are having, well, we are our next podcast. The big topic. Uh, that we're having is uh, alpha versus beta, so that would so that's that's going to be gonna the topic. Add, you're going to add it in with that. Yeah, I'll, yeah, we're we're going to incorporate that alpha okay, versus cause, beta because that actually is a discussion that I would like to hear and see what people are going to say. That's going to be a good yep. space afterwards oh. for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's get to. Uh, Oh, Tony, you know what? I have an idea. Speaking of feet, right? This is just top. So you've been wanting me to watch anime and F1, right? At what? the same time? That's a little difficult. No, well, not at the I same mean, time. But, but, yeah. Tony, let me ask you this, right? Uh-huh. If I say, I love I'll give you, th- I'll watch three F1 races and ten episodes of your favorite anime if you paint mm-hmm. your toes purple and gold. Oof, no, I'm good. Bro, Zim, what the fuck are you doing, bro? What the? <laughs> That's not something I need or want. If, Tony, and I'll be honest. If, if, if I, like if I, no, 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 no. If, if I, if I had like a, a, like a, like if I was like a girl dad, maybe. But no. Nah, Sounds like you scared of the bed. Okay. All right. Wait. Wait. KB. Same thing. Okay. You're not an F1 person, but you like anime. I will give you 30 episodes of your favorite anime. You pick the episodes. You paint your toes. Do you watch anime? You said, what? I watch anime. Yes, I do. Okay, cool. Hey, man. Zen, I'm an instigator. I don't follow through with my bets. The fuck you doing? Oh, okay. Well, at least you're honest. At least you're honest. All right, look. Wait, you do follow up with your bets. This is a. Tony, shut up. If you're willing to paint your toes purple and yellow, and this is to the toxic men out there, if you're willing to paint your toes um, purple and gold, I will watch 30 episodes of your favorite anime. And I hate anime. So that's the a only, standing bet for I mean, the only that's, we don't need you in the community just for you to do that. Like, yeah, I don't think that anybody doing that Zen, is if you do that chip challenge. That's the only thing. That's the only thing anybody doing that shit. Chip challenge, probably. Oh wait, wait. I think people may consider it if you can watch 
30 episodes of an anime plus record yourself eating bun eating and cheese. Bun and cheese. Cool. Look, is this really so I would record myself eating ass. Oh, wow. That'd be. Hey, wow, you know what? You, you, you talk about time, me bro. taking things too far. On Twitter. Yeah, you I know that there was a conversation. There was a conversation here. Yeah, there, wow. there, there was a conversation in 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 PGM uh, like uh, like a while back. Like this was oh, like episode, a group call. The first episode, folks. Once again, listen yeah. to the fucking podcast. That's actually, yeah, that's we were how we started our podcast. Yeah, yeah, we were. But, no, no, it's just a matter of time before we're. It's not. It's it's not if. It's just when we're gonna get canceled. Like we're definitely gonna get canceled. So enjoy. Well, before enjoy we get well, another well, people need to listen. That's another reason why people need to listen. We're not sure how long we're going to be around for. But hey, let's get to Slick. What's up, man? I know you had your hand up for a while. Hey, um, I started listening to the second episode. I got about 30 minutes in, but I had to cut it off because um, uh, of work. Uh, but um, honestly, I, I'm going to go back to it. But honestly, I think y'all should like chop it up a little bit. Cause that, that's two hours. That's, that's a little long for a podcast. But um, I'm going to go back and listen to it. Um, and I didn't get to the part where you guys were talking about, you know, Russ and everything. Um, honestly, yeah, so the Cecil part, the Cecil part is maybe, it's probably maybe like 45 minutes in. And then we'll start that, we start that conversation. So if you want to okay. fast forward to that main part of the conversation, it's about, I would say about 40 to 45 minutes in. Right. Um, and what I what I gathered from what was talked about today on the space um, in regards to Russ, um, I mean everybody's going to have their opinion about it and everything, and you, you're going to have delusional fans, um, Russ fans, and then you're going to have fa- uh, fans like regular fans of basketball, and then you're going to have the team fans. Um, I think everybody should come to the conclusion that, like, not one single person was to blame. Um, but um, I, I'm done talking about Russ. Anyway, um, KB, uh, don't you feel like a dumb idiot that Cam Whitmore went off during the uh, summer league? Don't no. You feel like a big old idiot. No. Why would I feel like I'm a dumb idiot? I was trying to play a joke on you, but you just ruined the whole damn joke. Um, oh, gotcha. But uh, yeah, man. Um, I'm gonna go back and listen to the podcast. I'm gonna go back and listen to the podcast. Um, it, I did like what I heard so far. It was just you know time constraints. But um, it it would be nice if you guys like sliced it in half, the slice the uh the upcoming podcast in half, so we can get more listening time in. Okay, I, absolutely. That's that's solid feedback. And you know what? I think for uh, yeah, it's like you know what. Um, we're throwing a lot of things at the wall, and, uh, and if we say, "Okay, cool," you know, it you may can just do clips. No, 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 Zen, Zen. You know, it won't be thirty minutes if we got King talking. You know, TikToks. Right. You know the thing well, about TikToks, and you know the thing about we ain't no about TikTok. no, no, no. Even even shorts. Like look looking into it though, like being real. Like, do you not? Do you guys know this this uh this TikTok guy or or, or short that does like the whole like. He's in a green screen, but he's he's like in a meeting or something like that. But he's doing something like ridiculous. Like yeah. I think he has. 
Yeah, like he has like I think one point eight million, like some something ridiculous. Like uh, I think a number that's that's far far more. Like he's the number one viewed short clip generator creator. What's like he he generates one eighth or one sixteenth of anything there. Like clips and shorts are great, but then if you want people to be directed to the main content, it kind of kind of goes away like then you're just that you're just a clip generator but you're just a clip creator and i don't and i'm being honest like we don't want to be that like i, I mean at least, you don't have to play into it but i mean just throw it out there throw shit at the wall so yeah you don't gotta then, like put thought into it you know yeah but i rather i'm not gonna play any shortcuts really like, yeah i'll do it <laughs> i'll make clips yeah, then go then go ahead, man. But we're gonna we're gonna what what we are gonna do maybe is and we'll consider it is because it's good feedback. Maybe do segments. Maybe at, honestly break it up into twenty minute ep- episodes here and there of topics, and maybe that's something that we'll consider la- later on. But basically, every major podcast is around two to three hours. So you know, it just is what it is. Um, we'll probably put also a guide just in case. Maybe if, if we have a guest, put like, hey, the guest starts at this time. But again, we want you guys to suffer and watch every single minute. But anyway, <laughs> go ahead, Betty. Betty, are you there? Sorry, I was sending an email. No, I was sending an email. Hi, Neek. Um, no, I actually was going to suggest what you said, Tony, is that I think because the podcast episode is longer, you should put the breaks in there, letting people know, you know, when things start so they can go to that if they have less time, because I don't have a problem with the podcast being three hours, but I will tell you it took like, I listened to it over period a few days because I would listen to one hour then I listened to another hour then I listened to the last hour. So I don't know if y'all care that that's what people's viewing experience is, but if somebody is like, okay, I have one hour right now and I really want to hear what the guest is saying, put the breaks in there so that they can jump to it right away. Yeah. That's something that we're probably going to do. Every listen is different because, um, it's all about what y'all want to do, because if you try to do what everybody's, you know, uh, opinion is, you, you're going to bring yourself crazy. But like like with me, if I have to stop listening to a podcast, I have to really put, put in effort to go back to it because I have other podcasts to listen to. I got like a whole big, big old list of podcasts to listen to, and it may not be until a couple of days till I go back to it. But um, since I'm closer to y'all than any other podcast I listen to, I'm going to go back and listen to it because I like what y'all have to say. But um, like, if this is a podcast that's like two, three hours long, it's going to be hard for me to go back to it. Um, and I think, um, I mean, like, not everybody's the same way, but um, people like to knock out podcasts, you know, while they're at work. And then when they go home, they don't listen to anything. So I think you could get a lot of, uh, a lot more listeners if, if you can get them to listen to an hour-long podcast, a quick podcast here and there. I think it's something to definitely just, like, you know, mind you, I think there's going to be, we're going to evolve as we continue. Um, Shit, you guys have seen how we have evolved 
with our spaces. You know, this is episode 95. You guys have seen how I, I, I don't think we are any reflection of what we did in episode one. You know, we, we've grown. So I think that's solid feedback, especially for people that are uh, listening to the podcast. And then it's also something, it's also mindful to say, okay, you know what? Um, certain things, it doesn't need to drag. You know, it's about quality over quantity. So absolutely, it's uh, something that, you know, we will have to take in consideration now. If the if we're having a damn good conversation and the conversation is just flowing, then fuck, yeah, we got to we gotta let it flow. Um, so, but definitely, hey, the fact that someone's even listening, you know, like um, I was telling Betty this the other day. Um, what is it? I got, I got back, I, well, I got on Twitter October, like literally set up my account the day of my birthday and, uh, on my birthday. Um, and that's, uh, that was like October. So we're talking about nine months ago. The fact that all of a sudden I'm on Twitter and I just joined just so I could be able to, you know, live tweet during the election last year. And then I, you know, uh, got, uh, you know, found my tribe with KB and Tony and, and King and Allen. And then we start a podcast psh, and people are listening to it. Oh shit, man. That's great. That's, that's a real, it's a real cool feeling, real cool feeling. So I take all the uh, feedback in stride and, uh, very appreciative of it. And I also like to say since we, um, yeah, someone, uh, just, uh, dropped 25 in the tip jar. So, no pressure, no pressure at all. You know, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to say, hey, if you don't drop 25, I think less of you or you're a rat bastard piece of shit or you're listening to us uh, uh, for free. Oh my God. We I'm not going to say any of that. I'm not going to say that uh... we're just here for your free entertainment and you don't value us. I'm not going to say none of that. I'm just going to say, no. hey, shout out to the shout out to the person. Um Shout out to the person that uh, dropped that uh, 25 in the uh, tip jar. Everything helps. It goes right back into PGM. And, um, you know, to all uh, you f uh, freeloaded motherfuckers that's in here, we salute you too. What's up, Betty? <laughs> you are so... KB and Tony, you need to get it rained in, okay? You need to get it rained in. No, 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 Betty, you weren't here far. at the beginning. I'm sorry. I gotta interrupt you. You you weren't here at the beginning. I told everyone that uh, I'm hot today because Evan decided to butt dial me. Okay, <laughs> let's go back to that. I'm minding my own business, and he decided to butt dial me uh, for whatever reason. And then this is yeah. But wait, it sounded but it, yeah. <laughs> but Zen, that's better than eating butt and cheese, right? True, true. It is. But I'm just saying, it's like, you know, Tony calls me, um, you know, Tony calls me all the time. KB all calls me all the time. You know, um, King, he doesn't give a fuck about anyone. So I don't have to read it. It's like, yo, I'm just minding my own business. I was, you know what the fucked up thing is when Evan called me? I was trying to watch and the latest episode of And Just Like That. Okay? Because, you know, night before, it was a good like, episode, last night, I too. Didn't watch it. Yeah, I'm trying to watch the latest episode of and just like that. I want to see what's going on with the the women of Sex in the City. Okay, I want to know what's happening with um with um you know Charlotte 
And uh, but I don't actually I don't give a fuck about Miranda. She's just fucking annoying. I still didn't have uh, the chance to uh, to um, you know watch that in peace. And you, you think I can talk to Tony about what's happening in just like that? Absolutely not. And right when I'm about to begin the episode, all right, here we go. Here comes the <clears throat> Evan butt dialing me, and I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just not going to be able to watch this episode. So Evan, you ruined and just like that for me. I hope you feel better about yourself. All right, just out here ruining people's lives. <laughs> but, let's go back to Betty. I would make a comment about just being out here ruining people's lives, but I won't. Anyway, so... Evan's on a roll this month. <laughs> I feel great. About it. What'd you say? What did he say? I said I feel great about it. <laughs> Any any discomfort that you can cause to Zen, I support. But anyway, before I go into my comment, Sovereign Blue, listen, I don't know if you were here. I don't know if you've been around. Zen has said multi on multiple occasions, okay, multiple, that he would rather eat ass than eat bun and cheese. That's why I said that. That's why I said he should record himself doing that. It's not out of nowhere, okay? The man said it. Now, on to my comment. So I just wanted to make sure that I was clear. I don't feel like, oh, the podcast was like dragging on. Like, I can't believe this podcast was three hours. It didn't feel like that at all. I'm just saying, like, I might be doing one thing that takes an hour and I listen to it. Then I might switch to doing something else. Then I come back and listen to the second hour. Then I come back and listen to the third hour. But I didn't feel like the podcast was dragging on at all. So I just wanted to make sure that on the record, I said that. Like, I have no oh, problem with the no, podcast no, that's, that's being long. Understood. No, no, that's I, I don't have a problem with the podcast being long at all, especially like if you're listening to it, you know, when you work from home, three hours isn't even, you know, half the day. Like when I was telling y'all before, when you started shortening the spaces, like I would listen to the spaces while I was working. And so if y'all were in here for five hours, you're helping me get through five hours of the day. So it just depends on, you know, what somebody is doing. There are people that are going to like longer podcasts. There are people that are going to like shorter ones. So I think if you decide to like vary the That's length, you can kind of... <laughs> If you decide to vary the length, you're going to, you know, you're going to get everybody in the mix, you know? Well, just, hey, just remember, no matter how long or short it is, we will get the job done in PGM. <laughs> it's how you use it. Well, the of the ocean. you know, I'm going to be quiet. I'm going to go on mute. Never mind. <laughs> you know how Betty likes them. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> no, that's too, that's too much pressure, man. Because it's just yeah, that's too much pressure. Because you're like three days later, like hey, hey, I haven't had water in six, like you know, in three days. Yep. So that's too much pressure. Just saying. Uh, what are we? What the fuck are we talking about, Tony? What are we talking about, man? Just mm, an F one race this weekend. We're we're giving feedback on y'all's podcast. All right, so so Tony, there's an F one race. Big toe, just just one big toe, and I'll watch the race with you. 
What is it with you and wanting men's What? Feet? What? I know. I have no idea, bro. Like it's kind of weird. I'm not gonna it's lie. about making people. It's about making people uncomfortable. We have to challenge the toxic well, you, masculinity. You succeeded. you succeeded, man. I just want to make people uncomfortable. So it's like, hey, I'm a married hey, man. Like Jesus. I'm. What does married have to do with your toes, Tony? Well, I mean, I kind of. We kind of phased out of that, but we. You know, many petties and all that. Just saying, like, again, it's almost 15 years of knowing knowing each other. So I dabbled. Hey, I'm just, hey, I'm just like, you know, I'm going to Texas. I'm going to Texas um, next, um, not this weekend, next weekend. And we're going to do the many petties. And look, sorry if anyone is aff- offended. There's going to be, I'm just going to say it because it's, it's ch- you know, I'm just rolling the dice, but there's chances. Chances are there's going to be a Korean woman that is going to hate me next weekend. Just heavy duty, heavy duty. <laughs> Go ahead, KB. They're going to have to bring the, uh, the sanders I out. I don't think that's appropriate, Zen. I don't think you should have said the sander, that. The oh, machine. Lord. I'm not, yeah. I'm <laughs> yeah, they're going to have to bring the, 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 the fucking chopper. Oh, my God, bro. The wrong image I'm getting in my fucking head. Great. Thanks, boss. Um, yeah, no. Nah, um, glad for you guys to join and thank you guys again for listening to our uh podcast episode two. So or the episode one. That was episode two. That's two. Jesus Christ. You know what? You guys are killing me. <laughs> you don't know what yeah. episode it is. King admitted earlier it's that he didn't even listen. He hasn't even finished listening to it. It's like support y'all y'all can't support your own shit you don't know what episode it is hey don't listen to it what is going on in here <laughs> it's what is going on he don't even support his own a podcast hey all i'm saying is this appreciate y'all love y'all as always absolutely oh yeah tonight fan cave uh we're watching a game evan will be there 88 finals, game six. Isaiah Thomas goes off um, next month, month of Mamba. Every We're doing something every single day. Um, Fantasy Football League, we're going to, you know, formally get that rolled out starting next week for signups. There is a trophy. There is cash prizes. Um, thank you for supporting us. Listen to the fucking podcast. Uh, shout out to every single person that's helping this platform. Shout out to Jersh. Who is um, you know, coming through in the clutch, uh, helping us out with the graphic, and uh, shout out to all of you guys. Um, please help us out. Chip tip jar. Um, it's gonna help our platform grow. Um, peace out, folks. We will see you soon. Uh, thank you. Yes, yeah, Zen. What's up? So, what? What evidence do you need if it's a toe? What like evidence would be okay, so the evidence would be a picture of the feet, right? A picture of the foot with the toe. And then but on the ground is your on a piece of paper the today's date and your Twitter handle. Mm, I can edit that. All right. Wait, and so there's no then better, he can just there, he can just do anybody's foot at that with that? Without a Stop it, Evan! You're ruining my like <laughs> Jesus. 
Sorry, Tom. Oh. My bad. Oh, wait. Hold on. You're absolutely right. Um, absolutely right. Shit. Now you just watched a video of him painting the toe. Since Evan said that. Yes, it would have. Yo, Betty. Jesus. No, no credibility in here. Stop lawyering. I'm not going to let you do that. Do it or don't. Be about it or not. Okay. All right, all right, all right. All right, everyone. We'll sh- had a, I'll let you later. Listen to the pod. We'll see you in the fan cave tonight. And peace out. Bye.